0: Warning, this program typically features respectful, nuanced, and well-informed commentaries, strong language, obscure pop culture references, and spurious allegations.
1: We, we, we know of new methods of attack. The Trojan horse, the fifth column.
0: Yay. And welcome back to another exciting installment of the fifth column podcast. This is your weekly rhetorical assault on the news cycle. The people that make that shit and occasionally <laughs> <are the stars. laughs> I am computer to I do things at a place called Freethink and I also am here on a regular basis. And when I'm here, I am delighted to be joined. By a couple of distinguished gentlemen, Matt Welch, editor at large of Reason Magazine, is in the building, and it's great to see you, Matt. I like you, and I like your yellow shirt. That's the Pablo nice Honey shirt. Yeah, <laughs> that's the
2: Radiohead shirt. Yeah. yeah.
0: We're also joined by Michael Moynihan, who right. is uh, Vice News. He does this thing called the Impeachment Show at the moment, and he does other things of importance too. I've I've seen way too fucking much of you this week, uh-huh. Michael Moynihan. Uh, that's not, nice to see you again, nice. I'm, I'm just saying.
2: It's true. It's a it's lot. True. It's a lot. Yeah, I was seeing you at 6 a.m. That's what I'm saying. That's right. Wait, yeah. you had him in at 6? Yeah. It's some bullshit. No, I'll well, he got it. a car came and picked him up yeah. at 6.45. Yeah, I'll tell you 630?
0: about, about 30? it. Yeah. Um, and, of course, our very good friend <laughs> Anthony Fisher from Business Insider, the <laughs> politics editor over there. Uh, yeah. It's wonderful to have you here as well. And, uh gentlemen, how the hell are you? It is well, great to be with you. I just, I'm so
1: happy that Moynihan made you pay attention to like bad news about Donald Trump on purpose <laughs> yeah. all week long. It's, it's like, so
2: funny to watch him though when he does, he's like, man, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. And it is like, no, yeah, he's like kind of defending him before because he's just a like, contrarian. Yeah. And then he watches it and <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> like, what the fuck? I'm I knew like, he's hit water all the But it's kind of true, right? You were like, geez. He had no Every idea. Every witness that comes up is like, man, this is all the same thing. <laughs> Some kind of coordination these guys had.
0: Yeah. Oh my God! So, yeah. so the backstory uh, for anyone who doesn't know is: this past week, um, <laughs> Vice News did something on Vice Land, which is their cable television yeah. network, where for the last three days, for so the hearings this week, yeah. during the hearings, yeah. um, they did wall-to-wall coverage yeah. of the impeachment from gavel to gavel. Yeah. What is it? Nine o'clock in the morning it started. Nine usually um, starts at nine fifteen. We went on the ran air until 8:25. like seven
2: thirty or so. Two every of them, single day. Two of them went well after eight. Yeah, yeah. but we we stopped
0: around six. Yeah. But during that gavel to gavel coverage, you had Mr. Michael Moynihan at the helm, and he decided because nepotism is a thing yeah, yeah, to yeah. draft me into service, and yeah. I, I was one of his many
2: uh sidekicks. Isn't it nice to be on TV when I'm introducing you? And it's yeah. like I don't like <laughs> Camille Foster, host of the fifth column podcast. <laughs> no, I don't you know, it's kind of kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah it's um, like but
0: it was it was uh it was fun. Actually it wasn't fun. It was a grueling fucking death march. It was yeah. painful. I mean literally you You are great, the thing though, man. You're really up, good. And then you have to sit there and watch all, all of the it. proceedings. So basically and there's no break. Punch in at various moments. Yeah. When and you don't know when you're going to punch in because no. it's whenever the fucking stuff stops. When yeah. Yeah. they have to Then pee you throw or back vote. to you. Exactly. Yeah. And maybe it's 5 minutes. Maybe it's an hour and a half, and you just keep talking to fill all of the space. You guys missed – did you
1: miss the, uh, the C-SPAN 3 <laughs> caller? This was on the Thursday thing. I was watching this live because I didn't – you know, the worst thing in the world is to actually watch uh, cable uh, television. I'm Viceland accepted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> is yeah. Super, and actually, yours was the, the, that yeah. I could see. But, like, you know, so i watched.
0: Especially when they're showing um, <laughs> <laughs> It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Well, I well, on
1: Viceland. I'm watching C-SPAN, and they got – and this is the Thursday – And they're off doing a vote, and you don't know if it's going to be 15 minutes or or longer. Turned out to be closer to an hour, if I recall correctly. It was an
2: hour in um, the Sondland one, we had to do. Well, because we did it with no um, commercials mm-hmm. because it was just it was just like that was the thing they didn't do any commercials for this for this thing yeah and we did an hour and 20 minutes yeah, non-stop we did, oh. we did almost two hours yes oh. Uh, yeah.
0: oh the same thing yeah, yesterday yes, yesterday Moynihan had to cut out a bit early I guess you yeah. only did like an hour and then you yeah, cut out to actually go record your show the with, actual show yeah with
1: Trey yeah. so there I was to stop, talk about stop it. It. we'll talk about it later uh, <laughs> so the, uh, C-SPAN they had you know what they do in their, in their intermediate things they have someone back at the uh, desk and you know, you can call the Democratic line or the Republican line. and uh, By the way,
2: line. both lines are the anti-Semitic
1: line, <laughs> no matter what. Always, no question about uh,
2: that. So what I'm talking about was uh, the Rothschilds. Like,
1: oh come on, man! <laughs> and so this guy calls up. Yeah, hey, uh, my name is Monty, and um, I presume the Democratic line. I didn't uh, hear that, but yeah, yeah. And I'm sorry for all the morons that you've had uh, on the show uh, all week, <laughs> but. Uh, Dude, I just want to say, you know, impeach the fucker. I'm out. <laughs> and they're I'm like, out. and, they're, and the, the the anchor, you know, in, in passive, like Doug Llewellyn uh, face <laughs> is just like, um... I think that's the last uh, caller that we'll take. (laughs) We'll go back to break. And the break lasted another 35 minutes and they were just like playing flute music. Yeah,
2: (laughs) isn't it great that there's somebody alive in 2019 when you can like comment on the internet and like Twitter and leave like horrible comments in YouTube videos that is still calling C-SPAN 3 (laughs) to like streak for a second (laughs) to say like a dirty word on like like television that not many people are watching.
1: That's why I was so psyched. Among other reasons, why uh, during the World Series that the uh, the the booby uh, strippers. Oh came yeah, out. that's yeah. right. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's full like Morgana kissing bandit. nineteen yeah. seventies uh, throwback. I Appreciate I, that. I think yeah. the prank callers
0: Morgana. to Washington Journal in the morning. Um, are <laughs> Like twenty percent of the reason why I'm here. I watched C-SPAN religiously as um, a freshman and sophomore in college.
2: Dude, you would, like watched it. And I'm telling you. like it's it's
0: literally, a like, different I was yeah. a of college. I was a biochemistry major at the very beginning. Yeah. Got really I was hooked on Washington things Journal. My- and I'm like watching it every single morning. And then I remember one time this guy, you- no, he calls to ask a question. He says, can you see the resemblance? And the guy's like, excuse me? You know, <laughs> can you see the resemblance? He says, resemblance between – he said, between – the hairs on your head and
1: your pubes. And that guy's name was Jim Jordan. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. <laughs> but, <and> that guy's <laughs> name was Camille Foster. Yeah.
2: Uh, by, by the way, if, if you're the host of a it's show, a or you're somebody. Um, that is a witness on a uh, uh, impeachment hearing oh. If somebody asks you a question like that You should know right away the, where it's going Like, <laughs> like yeah Like, like when the impeachment hearing was like It always Jordan it, it was Jordan was like, so how was the meeting? And he's like, what meeting? He's like, exactly There was no meeting I was like, man, you just walked into that, Sondland Jordan. Fucking Tippy the Turtle is sitting there waiting to like I'm gonna, I'm American gonna say American hero Oh my god, oh that, my comb, god. that comb over that's oh great. my God. Yeah.
0: So we should, we should definitely talk about the impeachment proceedings, but there are plenty of other things going on. There's uh Donald Trump, the President of the United States, spent an hour on the phone with yeah. the good people at Fox and Friends today, and yeah. there are so many fucking things to talk about oh, related to that. Man, just that the scary. looks on um, their faces. yeah yeah, yeah. A <laughs> dem-
2: democratic presidential debate, it was crazy um, like, and they were trying, they were trying their best to like be nice to him, but like the, the hardest questions weren't very hard, but it started off super soft and it was like, yeah you, this, this FBI stuff they're like doctoring uh, FISA warrants, and, and like then as Trump's off to the races, and within like three like three minutes what does he call, what does he keep calling uh uh shift a human scum i believe he called him at one point right he's a sick puppy oh sick puppy was sick the big puppy. one it was like off of a sick yeah. puppy mm-hmm. is like so like kind of 70s like I, who calls somebody yeah. a sick puppy Yeah, know did you know that the
0: the maga store on the trump 2020 website i guess is selling a t-shirt now that says bull and then has a picture of shifts yeah that's very it. clever of them. they actually have a lot of very clever gifts the, the, uh, <laughs> donald trump 2020 Wow. website yeah wow i
2: feel bad for your family you this christmas
0: maga <laughs> Mag- yeah i'm getting them all maga <laughs> actually not bad that was not bad i like that so maybe are we going to go there are we going to continue to talk about I, the fox so, friend thing or did you want to yes, do something but else? i
1: want i just want to ask you okay. uh, Camille, since you were forced to watch all of this stuff yeah yeah um what was the thing that kind of like Shocked your conscience, or just like that—that's a—that's a little bit too far. Like, what set you off? So we're going to talk about the impeachment stuff now. Yeah, but I mean, also, just I mean, that's like kind your, of what the call is about too. But so. like, your, okay, but, your, so. but also, like, your personal reaction—a totally visceral thing. This is not like intellectually, I think X, Y, and Z, it's just like this moment when this person said this thing made me feel like I wanted to...
2: You look confused, Camille, but I'm going to back no. up Matt's question here <laughs> someone, as someone who's sitting next to you, uh-huh. I saw you like, oh, see, he actually sees it now that he's watching it. I was not kidding. <laughs> Wait, I was not you, kidding. I'm like, you're, not even sure what you guys are talking I, about. I know, that, sees that, it wh- now? Well, uh, sees what now? If if it was a normal thing, if you're not being forced to watch uh, these hearings in the sort of batan <laughs> death oh, march, um, you would have saw a couple headlines and you talked about it and everything when you watched the whole thing you were like you know it would, it would throw back or we would go to certain places we did actually went to commercial a few times you were like wow <laughs> this is really atrocious <laughs> they are they have nothing and like republicans like particularly when it came to donald trump slam poetry uh uh-huh. which was like the best thing i've ever seen in my life did you watch this which part the south lawn Before he gets on, Olivia Nuzzi. Olivia Nuzzi had a very good comment, written note. They handwritten note, but Olivia Nuzzi had a hilarious comment. She's like, "When you're on the South Lawn, the helicopter is whirring, running to take him away, and you don't realize it. You don't hear it on television. So he's yelling even louder than normal, until he sounds completely insane, and you don't hear it on TV, right? So he's just going." I did nothing. I was nothing. No quid broke. quo. Like Jesus, he's having a total meltdown, but there's a bunch of uh, versions of that that have been made into songs, yeah. like a punk rock version. There's a great emo version.
1: The Morrissey that. version. This is a uh, pretty strong. Oh, there is one? Oh my God, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, sweet. I have to it's listen it's like a, a coin toss. What's better, the uh, Ramones version or the Morrissey version? The Ramones version, uh, understandably, is only like 20 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that makes yeah. it well, kind don't of better. Dive up. Yeah. But the, uh, no quid pro quo.
2: Is <laughs> so great. But
1: the great well, thing is that uh, this,
2: the point yeah, I'm oh, at, yeah. though, is that Jim Jordan comes out after that. And of course, this is the talking points in the White House because the the president is is trying to to I mean he's reading this over and over again off a off a notepad um, on the South Lawn, and so they're taking their their orders mm-hmm. and go out to the bank of cameras and say this without ever and then go back into the hearing and say without ever pointing out that this very abrupt, according to, to Sondland's call, was just like very brief and like mm-hmm. kind of aggro, happened the very day that the whistleblower's testimony was delivered to the House Intelligence Committee. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody points this out. Like, was, that's their talking, argument. It's right, like, this, dude, is, this is Sondland's
0: call with Donald Trump, yeah. where he calls him and says, hey, dude, what is it you want? Like, what do you want from Ukraine? According to Sondland, to do and we don't have a meeting, copy of cetera, this tape. But Trump, Trump, is, is, Trump agrees that agree. this call happened, right. and right. he says, this is totally what I said, I want nothing. I want nothing, <laughs> no quid pro quo. No. I want nothing. I just want him to do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. do what he says he'll yeah. do. And this it's, call happened yeah. because Ambassador Taylor had sent a text to Sondland either the day before or I think it was the day before, yeah. saying I think it's crazy to hold up the yeah. funds and the in the in the, the meeting. On account of the president wanting these investigations into the Bidens and Solomon doesn't answer for a day and then goes and calls the president to ask him, what is it you
1: want? And let's not forget that on what October 3rd, uh, Trump is asked, I forget by who, but in a public setting with cameras rolling, like, so what did you want out of this? phone call what did you want out of, of Zelensky and he's like oh yeah I wanted uh, I just wanted him to investigate the Biden's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. we, yeah. we've already said this yeah. we totally have said this yeah. Mick Mulvaney yeah, totally yeah. said Mick, this Mick yeah. everyone it was, like in it was, their heart of hearts yeah. he, he actually, totally said but it was this. even
0: better than that yeah. because he's, he didn't just say and I not just them also, the Chinese, yeah, no, the Chinese <laughs> Who else? should also investigate the Biden. Hey, the yeah. And the follow up question Biden's, is, yeah. have you talked to the Chinese yet? No, no, I haven't. But I but I will. But I will. They get this TV out there in China. You're going to see this. They're he, gonna start was investigating. Just, he was just letting his balls hang then. Yeah, because great. the media reports were just starting to
1: percolate. Well, about I mean, this speak. Perfect call. Speaking of balls hanging. That's what the, the this morning. I mean, you're all excited on our group uh, text, which even with all of the incredible generous Patreons yeah, we'll get that have to that. Been, that which right. we're going to get to, nice. incredible. Nice I mean, it's yeah. un- unbelievable. It's uh, it's blowing our faces off. Mm-hmm. That still doesn't mean that you people are going to see that the group, text. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, there's there's just some things that are S- seriously. We don't I, want to. You, you, tell me me. Just, you just
0: stop talking about it. You because can send messages can those on things.
1: Patreon, and I've
2: been kind of doing this. I'm trying to respond. There's a lot, so I'm yeah. responding to you. If you do send me a message, I absolutely will send you screenshots, particularly of the ones from Matt Welch when he makes comments that are like, I mean, like, oh, I didn't know he didn't like. Haitians? That's very strange,
1: <laughs> but in most so skull measurements. It's really yeah, strange. Yeah. Uh, very, very uh, odd. Yeah. Uh, No, but mostly like, quotes they, from the protocols on, on Fox and friends. He comes out in the morning after like, uh, all Republicans are, are putting themselves in contortions to say, no, of course we all uh-huh. know that it was Russia and not Ukraine. That was, in, that was a tampering yeah. with the 2016 election. And it's just, it's terrible that you would accuse us of such things, Fiona Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, and he comes out in the morning. He's like, yeah, you know, uh, Crowdstrike. yeah <laughs> well yeah. it's
2: it, it's Crowdstrike, which he identified as a ukrainian company which is like from like anaheim yeah it's, it's like not. it's not a ukrainian company yeah and they have the server and if you listen to that call and i want somebody to point this out because it's so weird and obvious but no one's mentioned this he says it again about emails about the uh struck uh the fbi agents mm-hmm. to, you know emailing
1: it from their personal <laughs> accounts he talks about lovers. servers
2: again and i realized he doesn't know what a server is. Nope. Nope. He has no idea what a server <laughs> no. is.
1: There is not one server no. where these things. Live. No, he thinks there's like a, a guy came
2: over from like Ukrainian airlines and he's like, put the server in the box. We take it to Ukraine. It'll be great. A lot of secrets in the books. Uh, it's so insane. Like there's the incredible thing about it is just like, they're just offensively stupid. All of this stuff is just so dumb. And the other, the other argument, which it was developing from Republicans, um, by the Solomon hearing was, and Jim Jordan thinks that if you say things loud, then they're like so true or or read them fast. they're yes. So false. Yes. Yes. It's yeah. The, it's the speed. It's speed. Yeah. It's the speed and intensity. Oh, and it's good when you have half glasses on because that's pretty yeah. serious. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's like completely he's fine. His vision's fine. He has like little half glasses on. He's like, let yeah. me read from from you here. He's like, you sir, do you remember that? It's like, what? What's he doing? <laughs> he's like screaming at me. And the, uh, the thing is like, well, so did he tell you directly? It's like, no, sir, he didn't tell me. To. Did, did anyone tell you directly? No, I didn't tell you directly. <laughs> okay, that didn't happen, though. Everybody knew who was giving this order. Literally, who is doing this? I mean, if, if it's not, it's, what is it, Hope Hicks from her like yeah. apartment? Yeah. She's texting me. She's like, I'm looking. Was, someone is giving this order. Everyone yeah. knows about it. But if you didn't hear from the president... It didn't happen. Yeah. That's really where they're at. That's so sad at this point that, the, that they can't get better than that. So, but
0: it's the uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say this. The conversation about the impeachment proceedings is, is challenging to have because the specific allegations and this broader body of evidence against the president is actually pretty sprawling, um, pretty sprawling in some respects, because it's, I think it's so damning. Like you have all of this testimony from yeah. all of these different people that. In general, in the beginning, as you mentioned last time we recorded together, Matt, was taken in private. And the fact is that it all generally corresponds to what the whistleblower said in terms of the beats of the story. And then all of those stories generally correspond to one another, especially once the people who lied in the very beginning, like Somland, came back and updated their testimony, revised it. Again, not seeing everyone else's necessarily, but revised their testimony. It's all pretty fucking harmonious. It is. There was, in fact, this phone call. It took place. The president of the United States gave us the transcript. He asked for an investigation, <laughs> which by the way, not a truncated, not trans- of, like, right. like, like let's just it's take a bunch of stuff out right. and
2: then it's still, yeah. he's still guilty. <laughs> in, the,
0: in the transcript, he's not asking for an investigation of the company, as yeah. Sondland suggested. He's specifically asking for an investigation of the Bidens yeah, yeah. because favor. it looks so bad. Yeah. And he wants this investigation as
2: a favor. I, po- I pointed this out in the thing that we, we were doing, the live thing <laughs> that my, uh, or maybe it was the show yesterday. My favorite thing ever is like within the, the first, the beginning of the... Transcript when Trump is like, you know what, um, you should probably know that, like, we've been through a lot in this country. It's like, you know, Ukraine was just <laughs> invaded by Russians <laughs> and like a third of the country was like they're cleaved poor. off <laughs> and poor. they lost it. Donbas, people yeah. are dead. Pe- dead. Yeah. People being shot in Kiev during the uprising in 2014 is <laughs> like, you know, we've been through. A lot, right? We don't know where the server is. It's like what? the guy's like, I don't. What does the server you are talking about? It's the most bananas thing. The thing is, it's like if you listen to the uh, watch um, the um, the Fox and Friends thing. I mean, it is so crazy. It's just like literally crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like it's so all over the place. Yeah, and the man cannot get a handle on what the kind of argument is and where he's going to go with it. And at some point he's like, you know, uh, this whole thing, like where's the whistleblower put put the whistleblower up there it's like yeah well we have a million people up there already who are saying the exact same thing as a whistleblower you don't need a whistleblower no and like well if if it's so important we need everyone to testify because it'll 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 clarify things and why is the white house not allowing people like mick mulvaney and john bolton and now of course all the other people who have been implicated you know i mean even mike pence Mm etc why are they not just saying let's go down why? Because it's a show trial, and because of this, that, and the fake news will cover it. This way. There's always an excuse, mm-hmm. but you know the whistleblower <clears throat> stuff. The identity of the whistleblower gives people a great chance to run around in circles and try to find the background. Is this a Democrat? You, and this is Trump is saying this today. You know, oh, the the random lies are incredible. They, totally insane. How easy it is for him to just make things up on the spot. Like, Fiona Hill would not hang my picture. That's not, there's no... Not Fiona Hill, not the uh, uh,
1: uh, weirdo. Uh, uh, yeah,
2: yeah, Ivanovich yeah. Sorry, Fiona Hill. ivanovich uh, wouldn't hang my picture. That's why we had to fire as an ambassador. Yeah, I hadn't seen that reported anywhere and, and it's not, it, does, it yeah. seems like it's not true. And Gordon uh, Salman, he's talking to his lawyers who are who are uh, Hillary Clinton's lawyers. He said that on there. T- did you <laughs> notice that? <laughs> I didn't even catch that. I, I mean, what is he what is he,
1: just, he also said that he prevented a massacre, massacre would have happened in Hong Kong in 14 minutes. Yeah, if if, if, if it wasn't for, for 14. Yeah, it wasn't. We're not talking about 15 minutes. Now just get a, <laughs> Certainly not talking about 30. We're talking about 14 minutes. Yeah. It was going to happen, except that uh, President Trump was it's just bizarre. Yeah.
2: The ease with which he just just creates things on the fly. It's not even a sustained lie in a Nixonian way. He's just like making it up as he goes along mm-hmm. and doesn't care.
1: I mean, I don't want to, uh, I, I, hate always being asked, uh, especially on MSNBC and with no disrespect to them, what is the motives of Donald Trump? Is he just like trying to distract people from this or distract people from that? And you get it elsewhere too, but who knows? I don't want to get in his, his brain. It's not, it's not worth it. Um, but like the, what is the cumulative effect of his Fox and friends, uh, uh today we're taping this on Friday uh, evening, um, uh, and the cumulative effect of sort of the end of the Republican uh, questioning in air quotes of, of Fiona Hill. <laughs> what I loved about the questioning of, of that, that is that even the Democratic council uh-huh. like didn't want to ask her questions yeah. running her, out the clock. Her eyes looked like absolute like us. I will kill you. Yeah. I will yeah. absolutely. What do you, What do you want? So you want to fuck Democrat. with me? Don't fuck with me. <laughs> I love. Like, I love her. No, she's, You're she's so interocular. You so, so. I mean, great. you you just like war. That's yeah. that's all you care about. I mean, about. she's just she's so. Uh, Stern But like the last <laughs> Holy cow Can you imagine? Uh, imagine what? Where are you going with this? By I mean, I mean, are you going know. with this? That literally like told to me more st- than anything <laughs> about Camille that I've ever known It's like she's so
2: Five second pause Stern Oh dear God And then can you Ilsa,
0: imagine Ilsa She-Wolf of
1: Holy shit Kristen Scott Thomas I didn't even Thomas get to say any,
0: yeah. I didn't even get to say anything else
1: Uh yeah uh, <laughs> Yeah, we're trying to cut, no, cut you but off. So like Republicans at the end, the last uh, three or four Republican, like five minute question yeah. uh, things were not questions. Like, no. please don't don't yeah, they, answer they make me. a statement and run out the clock. But <laughs> don't but, answer. Me. But she did, and So instead of doing yeah. that, the point that I was just trying to make quickly yeah. is that they would throw all the stuff out there like a fusion GPS and Glenn something or other. And this person, if we just throw enough things out mm-hmm. there, it's not actually uh, important whether. Uh, any of them have been uh, discounted in the process of the testimony, or or anything mm-hmm. like like the the sheer uh, number of things thrown, the turd blossoms in the wind. If he just throw them out there, and so I. I looking at what trump did this morning uh doubling down on the very uh conspiracy theory that fiona hill i think pretty aptly uh said is not true uh the uh,
0: crowd the crowd strike ukrainian server just that
1: they meddled in an active way in the election as opposed to having officials say things which you can kind of understand where they're coming from
2: i have to say i've never seen a, a conspiracy theory and it is the right word for this um you know and i've Jug through this stuff because mm-hmm. you know it's an area of the world that I'm interested in. I've never seen something have legs like this and be mentioned so much with so little evidence. I mean, even the, you know, the uranium one, mm-hmm. do you remember this yeah, uh, yeah. stuff mm-hmm. uh, or plutonium seven or whatever the fuck it was called? And like that, I read it through and I'm like, yeah, it doesn't sound plausible, but I get where you're putting these exactly. pins in it. It yeah. just, it just, it's not what you say that it is. And, and this one is just like, it's complete fantasy.
0: So I started to try to put the, Impeachment proceedings into this broader context a moment ago. We're talking about this one request that the president had about Ukraine's involvement in the 2016 election, his suspicion that they interfered in the election because they didn't want him to win, and the specific allegation that he made, which is the conspiracy theory that we re- referred to already here several times, that the DNC server was at some point given over to CrowdStrike, which the president believes is a Ukrainian company owned by some rich person in Ukraine. That, yeah, Oliver, yeah, right. Yeah. That specific thing is one of the things that Hill was testifying while she was testifying. The expectation was that she would knock this conspiracy theory down. And I think she did pretty forcefully respond to the conspiracy theory. The thing about the impeachment hearings, though, is throughout the course of the proceedings, I don't know that I heard a Republican refer to CrowdStrike. Like for the most part, yeah, you're they, paying tried, attention yeah. they tried very hard yeah. to conflate. The two things, the the reports about Ukrainian officials who independently, it seems, as opposed to some sort of coordinated effort, would say things in public about presidential
1: candidate than Donald Trump. But they or would something describe else. that as meddling or they would use words precisely that were, that right. were closely. That, and there yeah. was the and,
0: one piece, yeah. I believe, that was in um, Politico or The Hill. Uh, Politico that, in was January Politico, 2017. By precisely Vogel, right. Yeah. That described this broader effort on the part of the Ukrainians to get back on good footing with the United States by trying their best to ingratiate themselves to Donald Trump. That in and of itself is one thing. The broader notion that there is this this complete coordinated effort to try to undermine the president that actually needs to be investigated thoroughly and understood is a different thing entirely. But Republicans tried their best to make the respectable version of the election interference argument. And I think one of the things that actually made me think that yesterday they, they had a pretty good day, um, which is to say that most of the facts the circumstantial facts, the the sort of general timeline of events, that stuff has been known already. Like the, the the case if you are interested in whether or not Donald Trump was trying to engineer some sort of quid pro quo, like you kind of have all the evidence you need and you had it about a week ago. Like we know that the president probably did something like this if we're honest with ourselves. But for the Republicans, I think you're just trying not to get hurt on that day especially when you have Hill sitting there being as extraordinary as she was. <laughs> uh, yeah. and, and I think they managed to escape getting like really badly damaged that day. In fact, some of the stuff they extracted from her when she did have an opportunity to talk, like the shitting on the steel dossier, mm-hmm. saying it was a rabbit hole. At one moment, Schiff gave her an opportunity to talk, despite the fact that she hadn't been asked a question in three interactions with Congress people. And she talked about... What is happening in the country, the protracted period of time that we've sort of been having this insane conversation about Russia being involved in our election and even had this moment where she talked about Donald Trump and how she was sort of sympathetic to him because he has been so set upon by yeah. foreign leaders, I think appropriately in most cases. Yeah, I mean but she's, she's saying described she that understands how uh, he could foreign be Foreign so governments,
1: uh, like were acting, including the Ukrainian government, were acting in an inadvisable yeah. way before the election. But
0: all of that struck me as like surprisingly mm. good for Republicans, especially when she talked about the steel dossier, which again on several occasions, like she got into the record there that it's kind of nonsense. Schiff, the guy who was responsible for these impeachment proceedings. There's no one in Congress who more regularly invoked the allegations that were there. This notion that the president is an asset of the Russian government and we've got the goods and we're going to deliver them. He was making a fucking ass of himself for years Behind this, uh, shit. yes, I think, he's and I think had, he's conducted himself in a fairly respectable way in the impeachment proceedings. Yeah. Aside from the point that, where you, I agree with that fake transcript of the Trump administration. But the, the
1: backstory hurts him for but sure. It's really bad, sure. and yeah.
0: I, I think going into these impeachment proceedings, I'm giving this is very long. I feel no, I'm it's good for you to talk once here. in a while.
1: But <laughs> I, I, I want to point out that before we started, all three of the gentlemen that I'm true. sitting that's with that's not true. Who didn't have the editor? This is by the way. By the way, I just want to say, I just want to say, this is like the it wasn't me.
2: It's not me no quid pro quo <laughs> how do I know what you're gonna say I want nothing. if if I want nothing it didn't happen not I know, you're, I, I know what you're gonna say but I don't know what you're gonna say because it didn't happen
0: it's going, it's going really fast isn't yeah it? it's
1: weird
2: like it's yeah. almost as he sped up I was yeah. I was probably
1: my gonna,
0: nose bleeding <laughs> it's weird I was gonna to say something really that? profound but you know what I'm gonna take a break from that and tell you yeah I might have a problem. And I realized this yesterday while I was on set and you weren't even there. Michael. Oh my God. You're saying Fiona. What I realized, <laughs> I might've been, um, I realized that that particular day I was taking, a piece of a blue pill from someone. What? And I put it into my mouth without looking what? at it, without checking <laughs> to see what pills? it was. What are you and I chewed about? it. I ate this blue you... pill. I chewed it is... in my mouth. It's like a little Carol. book that you know, isn't very good. At least ten <laughs> times in the last two weeks, I've taken an unknown pill from someone. <laughs> what? Wow. Which they pulled from their bag wow. or their pocket or something, hey, and um, I'm
2: eating it, Camille, without water or I, anything. I, I, I'm going to point out that Camille <laughs> never flies, <laughs> coach, etc. He's a good businessman really bad business man because this is a patreon only thing yeah and you talk about the random pills that people give you saying. and you eat without I'm, looking at the con- i'm confident they were all adderall which
0: oh, i have a legitimate prescription for i just didn't have any but i've eaten them from happens. strangers
1: this is just really- not strangers people i know generally speaking fish not are you keeping like time stamps on this yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i just
0: find it i find it very strange that i've done Th- there's
1: that. gonna be a, a rehab you know? tier wow yeah. <laughs> At any Good rate, God. this is quite this is a, not, a surprising confession. This is not confession. a drug that
0: actually no, no,
2: no. harms me. Camille. This is a drug that makes Camille. me spectacular. Camille. Yes. Camille? It, it also make, makes you go off on these tangents. Um, <laughs> no. Tangents. You're like, you're like tangents. I don't know. Viktor Shokin is a problem. <laughs> here is good deal. I one time I went to a store yeah. and buy a big piece of bread. And I'm like, oh, here it goes. Twenty minutes. In. I don't know why you're Ukrainian but, at this point,
0: but, but no. I mean, but we can. more. pivot back to the impeachment stuff. The, the bottom line. The bottom line to underscore what I was talking about before. The bottom line is Fiona. I do think that we have plenty of circumstantial evidence to suggest that the president of the United States was engaged in some sort of bizarre arrangement. Yeah, in not, not so bizarre. Pretty straightforward arrangement. Pretty straightforward arrangement. To extract a politically advantageous favor from a foreign government that would have helped advantage him in the election, namely an investigation of the Bidens. And the, and the valuable thing that he was exchanging for this was both a visit to the White House and and a bunch of money that Congress had already authorized to give to these people. And there's plenty of evidence to suggest that they knew at some point along the way that this money might be getting held up and that they were a little bit concerned about it and that they were willing to capitulate and give him the thing. Now, I mean, that is that is the textbook definition of bribery. It is a thing that explicitly is in the Constitution. You can be impeached for. It's mentioned in the Constitution. It's not high crimes and misdemeanors. It's bribery.
1: I feel like I need to ask you now. Do you think he should be impeached?
0: For impeachment on this
1: i'd yeah. have to say yes i'd have to vote yes yeah. wow
2: it's a judge napolitano is the same way yeah.
1: you know I'd judge is stronger I, I mean he's judge stronger, yeah. judge yeah the judge is talking bribery, about like campaign violations etc yeah, campaign violation yeah. and, that, that bribery, and, I, and,
2: and i'm not
0: said, i'm not yeah. sure it rises to the level of all of those things but all of that said i do think that there's a great deal <laughs> of um disingenuousness on the part of the democrats who have who are pushing the proceedings who keep talking about protecting the whistleblower's identity Schiff, who claims not to know who the whistleblower is, which is just totally ridiculous. And quite frankly, I think the political calculation that Democrats have made here is dangerously fucking stupid. Nancy Pelosi, before the impeachment proceedings began, said that, I'm not going to do this unless I've got sort of bipartisan support and there's like a real possi- essentially a real possibility that this might go someplace. And if you're the sort of person who is deeply concerned about Donald Trump and thinks he needs to go, he's got to go, we've got to find a way to beat him because he's destroying the Republic. I don't know that having an impeachment proceeding along party lines that is going to fail in the Senate for sure that could turn into some sort of public hearing that goes on for a little while distracting some of the senators who are running for president of the United States and pulling them off of the campaign trail and ultimately giving the president another victory. Making him the unimpeachable I, 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 Teflon I, 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 Don for sure thats my is like a really good strategy in fact, the polling man already, Hill is just, the polling just barreling through suggests us. that Donald Trump <laughs> is kind of doing a little better these days, slightly, maybe it won't last, but it's but, in places Camille, where think, it ought I mean, to matter to, to to Democrats that this is happening like in Wisconsin. fairness
1: and and I'm sure it, oh, it like i I'm sure they're agonizing over it um uh but in fairness to Nancy Pelosi and to that concept of like, hey. You know, you called for a bipartisan thing and you're not getting Republican votes. They can't control Republican votes. But they could have gone for the censure instead of impeachment. It is True. a
0: political process, and True. it's a but political like, decision when it, you decide but, to do this.
1: But uh, so start from scratch. Uh, Camille Foster has said, as as the independent congressman from Adderallis said, <laughs> he, he has said that this is an impeachable offense Hell and he yes. would so, vote yeah. yes. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but you would vote no on the proceedings? Is that what I'm hearing? If if I were in Congress and I'm doing all of the political
0: stuff, then I'd say, hey, Nancy, you know what? We probably shouldn't do the impeachment thing. I think we really ought to just go for a censure. I bet we could get uh, a lot of Republicans to sign on to that.
2: It's initially the political calculations here is is all that it is. Right. Because Mm -hmm. there's no I mean, it's uh, impeach in the House, and removal is not going to happen in the Senate. So this right. is purely theater and people trying to get their sort of Fox News minutes there, MSNBC minutes when they do their little grandstanding, right? So nothing will come of this for Donald Trump. So it's obviously completely political. What, so what, what, when you start from the first political calculation, it's a dumb one. And people tend not to realize this. When you watch, if you watch any of the Democratic debate from uh, Tyler perry studios in atlanta you would have realized you do not need to employ the ukrainians to get joe biden to ruin his campaign oh my god you just get him to talk it's a very easy thing don't you know that he
1: has a stutter he's so old we've discovered in his 50th year in public office that he has a stutter not just a stutter
0: a slur yeah could you imagine a debate between donald trump and joe biden oh my god like Mm. every second consonant would be murdered yeah just Mm. it's
1: so bad it's bad but at least trump would be funny Hey, hey, Trump, hey. Trump would mop the floor with him. Yeah.
2: Yeah, bumbling Biden, or what would he What would he call him? What's the Biden? <laughs> what's the, uh, Sleepy Joe. <laughs> Tooth snapper No, Joe. I, I, I want, I want so the Sleepy Joe's got to be, uh, the new one has to... I think he'd be uh, corrupt. Re- I think he'd be corrupt. No, but it right. has he'd to really, yeah, bur- I know he'll Burisma do that. Biden. But I want <laughs> Burisma,
1: Burisma Biden. Burisma Biden. Burisma Biden. Yeah.
2: Burisma Biden I was hoping that great. hair
1: sniffer Joe would catch on. Nah, so That's a good none. one. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah.
2: But, you know, also the <laughs> political process. Here's the thing that benefits Democrats in a way from this, is that no one actually did pay attention to that debate and one imagines that you know the more you pay attention to that debate the the less likely you are to ever go to the polls again in your life <laughs> yeah
1: I mean it is I watched about except when Booker was like uh, all up in uh, in Biden's face on pot that was pretty good and a but couple, other things. I, I it watched. was actually
2: annoying too because like it's like, you know, the old joke that DC is Hollywood for ugly people. It's also, there's (laughs) gotta be some thing that we can create for that, for like bad comedians and bad zingers and bad, there's literally like the best thing. I mean, when, 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 uh, Reagan did the, you know, I'm not going to, 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 to attack him for his youth and inexperience (laughs) is a great line. Right. But in the pantheon of lines, that's like top 10 because all the other ones are so bad. And Cory Booker was like, were you stoned when you did that? I'm like, (laughs) can you go save a cat from a tree or something it's the
1: it's the curling of his R's. that's the that's the weird god he's the
2: the fucking worst worst. but i but the thing is is like watching that i had the same text conversation with camille and i get shit for this and i got shit from you and i think you're understanding me better on this now is like the only person i like out of this is actually bernie sanders (laughs) because like i mean it's not political it's not his policies i think he's i also texted camille i think i said that i'm fairly certain that bernie sanders has now said the word billionaire more like more times than there <laughs> are billionaires <Yeah. laughs> 600 billionaires and he said it like 650 times yeah and it's like it's insane and but at least he has like when on stage he's the little quips are not Planned. I mean, you know, like Corey Booker had been, you know, sitting yeah, with oh his staff God. up at oh three God. in the morning, like, all right, here's the thing, Corey, I think you say, <laughs> were you stoned? And everyone, check, it, check this out, it's going to be, are you stoned when you said that? And everyone's like, oh my God, it's amazing. So good. And like, I, the so avuncular, good. um, you know, guy from, from, uh, Vermont, it's, he's just like a better character. He is Larry David to me. Cause they kind of mesh together. And I love Larry David. All the other ones I'm like, and the other person, of course, is former fifth column guest, Andrew Yang, mm-hmm. who is dressed in a suit, like a Russian gangster. It's like ill fitting <laughs> and like the sh- boxy. The shirt is the problem. The shirt's the problem. The shirt's the problem. And it doesn't fucking fit properly fit. Yeah. and
0: he won't put on a tie. And it just looks weird. He it's also the wrong Kale kind Foster, of color. Like in 2014. It's, the issue isn't wow. refusing to wear the tie. He's just growing. He's going it's, right it's, through it. It's not, yeah. it's not refusing stop to sign. wear the tie. Yeah. The issue is that he has a <laughs> shirt that doesn't fit and he's not wearing a yeah. tie. If it doesn't fit. And it's the wrong shirt. <laughs> if he had on an Oxford collar that he could button down, that would be fine. Wow. If, if I could give the man any advice, if I wanted to help his campaign, mm-hmm. I would tell him to find a tailor who cares about him.
2: Did we talk about this last show, the, the the Roger Stone, who's the quote that I think is the greatest thing. I, I posted it on my Instagram in the picture of me lurking behind Roger Stone when I interviewed him, when he had the funniest line of all time, when he said, the worst thing about North Korea is the tailoring.
1: <laughs> in fairness, that's the worst thing he thinks about. Like <laughs> top the things. And that one is like, wow, it's pretty funny. Though. He also put Nick Gillespie on the best dressed list. Huh in One of his years when he had the top 10 and bottom 10 of yeah. dressed people, the oh. is that one
2: of those like top best 10. dressed
1: in DC lists? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, I
2: mean it's a heck of a qualification. Yeah. Uh, I my would, favorite is the 50 most beautiful people in the Hill DC. <laughs> yeah. which is the one oh, I think the Hill does the that. And oh every I'll take every yeah. occasion
0: to remind people that, with yeah. sufficient qualification, everyone can be the Michael Jordan of something.
2: Yeah, well, that's it's right. True. And yeah. the, the, the it's always the 50 most beautiful people. <laughs> you gotta look it up. I'm just, I'm not gonna say anything, we can talk about it later uh, but you got to look it up it's i mean uh, uh, honestly it's <laughs> like everyone looks like calvin
1: Schiraldi. i'm like what are these guys <laughs> are like kind of lumpy you can weird even you looking. don't know who that is calvin Schiraldi. he actually pitched in khakis right i, I think mean, he did yeah i think yeah i think I yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah. yeah yeah he, he, he was <laughs> a pitcher for the red sox <laughs> who really uh, disgraced himself in the 1986 World i want Series. i want to uh, suggest one thing before we uh, if we leave. You uh, get him on in, as a guest in uh in <laughs> yeah Get Patreon like, only. Johnny Moore's widow and like, oh wow, yeah, with it. Uh, oh, that's so horrible. Well, I mean, it's you know, yeah, shoe fits. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <laughs> no, uh, uh, just thinking about this in terms of of Camille. Oh boy. Oh in, dear. In uh, in particular. don't set him off again. No, I was I was <laughs> I was thinking about this because you have uh, uh, one of the frustrations that a lot of Camille like. Uh, psychopaths, black psychopaths people? out there. <laughs> You're black no, I was going libertarians because there aren't, you know, they're not black people. Anyways, um, <laughs> no, it's that like you can intellectually conclude this is an impeachable offense. Yes, you can politically say that's just not a smart thing to do right now, and then in your dark heart of hearts, and also your light heart of hearts, mm. um, you can say. The world is filled with so much worse policy than this. Mm-hmm. How are we like getting so exercised about this penny annie bullshit?
0: Yeah, yeah. Every every single president in my lifetime could and perhaps should have been impeached for something. And in general, I think there ought to be way more impeachment proceedings. So here's... I I wanna up the volume. I wanna normalize impeachment. I wanna make impeachment great again
1: yes uh but here's the thing i i my suspicion is that you wouldn't get the impeachments that you want no. out of that because the people who are motivated and within proximity to inflict their impeachable <laughs> desires mm-hmm. on other people are not going to share your values and they're going to be involved in grubby kind of partisan you know black and white sure. red and blue type of a uh, uh uh manishian yeah in yeah. affairs that's good. um
2: uh, I literally thought you were going to say Manischewitz. <laughs> you got it wrong. I'm getting there, there. soon because yeah.
1: we're getting a little empty over here. <laughs> I'll go get those beers in the freezer. Oh,
2: my God. They're probably frozen. Oh, man. Oh, shit. You should, gonna keep, like keep talking. Champagne go, okay, everyone, everyone keep talking. I'm going yeah, to yeah, go. Go, go, yeah, go. Wait yeah, yeah. a, Wait
1: a uh, second. is going mess. to be a mess. No, but that uh, <laughs> that there's a useful um, possible like dichotomy or two different uh, categories mm-hmm. to think about in terms of this. Um to clear your mind, mm. uh, or one's mind, not mm. yours in particular, but w- one is abuse of power, yeah, especially abuse of a power that you are exercising on a you know daily, continuous basis, mm-hmm. and the other is really, really terrible and murderous in its worst e- extreme, which it is all too frequently mm-hmm. policy, <clears throat> yeah. So there is abuse of power, I'm back, and then there is really, really disastrous policy. Right. And so uh for me my kind of uh like rolling ideal of what impeachment is or what the impeachment uh uh mechanism allows us to do it's not to go after the the disastrous, terrible policy as much as we might like that because we uh-huh. feel very sensitive towards that policy or whatever. We're just weirdos. Anyone has a sense of what might be the worst possible policy for us. It might be the drug war. It might be a war war in Iraq, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but abuse of power, grubby, like I'm going to do this thing to uh, make my – narrow circumstances better, whether it's my uh, political domestic circumstances better, which is in the case of of this particular one, or whether it's just I'm going to get rich off of this. I'm going to use the many, many, many levers that have accrued of power over time of this office to do this. Um, That is where the impeachment mechanism uh, allows for people to do something. And Mm -hmm. and I think that there's a there's a culture of difference um, that gets quickly exposed here, or at least like highlighted in some way. There's a piece that I forward around all, all you guys in the American Conservative by Peter Van Buren, mm-hmm. um, who is a guy who worked in the... <laughs> Martin Van Nostrand. <laughs> who worked in the State Department forever and was eventually fired because he was really critical of the way that the Iraq occupation had gone in a way that he, was, I think, was correct ab- mm-hmm. uh, uh, objectively. Um, and, and he was treated badly. The ACLU even uh, supported him. Um, he wrote a Piece that was kind of a piss take on uh, Fiona Hill and uh, especially uh, uh, Ambassador uh, uh, Weird Al um, saying, oh, yeah, you know, basically boo, frickety who of the uh, foreign policy lifers over there because all these people are basically – uh, you know, uh, both impotent on some level on the other level, they're pretty interventionist. Right. Which I think is b- both those things are, are super true. Right. The State Department has a,
0: a, an inflated sense of its own importance when, in fact, it's just another bureaucratic.
1: I mean, seeing especially, I don't know, accomplish anything. Uh, Moynihan, how you felt it's not my, my perspective necessarily. It's what he said in the piece. Right. Uh, I don't know how you felt when when watching this, but uh, especially uh, What's His Face Holmes uh, with a nice uh, hair part uh, there when he was talking and he was uh, fine and good and he would eye roll uh, in a really good way. And he looked like the, the dentist from. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Um, but like, uh, he was speaking in this great highfalutin language that is almost designed in a laboratory to appeal to journalists. (laughs) Uh, and, uh, especially with sort of Washington journalists and people and people who work for, uh, you know, uh, what's it? Lawfare blog, Benjamin Wittes type of people, um, who have lived in Washington since before Washington (coughs) existed and who appreciate, uh, this sort of nonpartisan, as Fiona Hill would pronounce it always, uh, Kind of a point of view, the sort of professionalized, idealistic uh, view of the exercise of American power. And I can understand as someone I can understand someone uh, watching people talk about this. And Fiona Hill obviously is a hawk. You know, she was she was brought in at some level to kind of uh, to to show that Donald Trump could still Uh, higher hawks, uh, uh, including about Russia. Uh, But I can understand someone like reacting to all of this and thinking, Oh, you people in your pretentious language and like, you know, show business people making movies for themselves. They don't give a fuck about anybody else, but the Washington version of it uh, and being repelled by it. At the same time, that language, those habits, those mores, just like objective journalism, which is never something that you can actually get to. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. You shouldn't even want it. no, but you should want it. No. What, what I mean to say, we've, we've argued about you. this, but like, yeah. uh, but like, you should want people thinking that there is a uh, a standard, not of objectivity, because that's impossible to uh, to get to, mm-hmm. but of something approaching fairness and honesty, right? Um, and mm-hmm. when you, and that ethic, you want that ethic lying around. You mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. because when you do, then when people are abusing power, those are the people who are going to be able to tell you that that's happening. And mm-hmm. also they're going to kind of create a superstructure in which it's difficult to – it's not difficult to make bad policy, mm-hmm. but it's difficult to do personally corrupting abuse of power. Mm-hmm. And I think that tension is interesting and overlays the way that we all dis- discuss this beyond this room and, and even in this room then more so than we normally would let on I, you know, the thing about that piece that was p- pretty obvious is that if it, all these people that he's
2: talking about, people like Fiona Hill, if, if those people did the exact same thing in the exact same language. Although the, our, the piece was about Yvonne Vich. hold on. I'm just not I know. Fiona. Yeah. Okay. No,
1: but I I'm i like just. people saying, no, no. bad about
2: Fiona. It's not. I know.
1: <laughs> that's, I was girl.
2: Wow. I was scolding you because you were intervening on her behalf, not yeah. because you're on drugs. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> so both that's, things? A, that's a different issue. Yeah. Um, But the idea of the foreign service types and the lifers and the objection is pretty simple, right? If those people agreed with him on policy, we wouldn't have an article like that. It, it, you know, language is the same. People are doing it the same way. But the the you know, the it's the American conservatives version of foreign policy, what they're projecting, he would be fine with it. Right. And people like Fiona Hill, the, what people often don't understand is that Russia hands, particularly during the Cold War, they're like, oh, all these Russia hands, if it was Zbigniew Brzezinski, who's you know Polish and was uh, serving Jimmy Carter. Or if it was, you know, Richard Pipes and Team B serving, you know, well, that was around the time Richard Carter, uh, 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 Jimmy Carter, uh, served, those people that served Reagan, etc. They're all kind of hawkish to the Soviet Union. Madeline Albright. Uh, yeah, well, ex- exactly. And the reason that happens is because they have experience with the Soviet Union, right? And and it's very easy to say, well, well, you know, we shouldn't, you know, a very sort of basic thing is that they all come down as very hoggish way. It tends to happen when you're in places like Ukraine, which a neighboring state who occupied Ukraine and brutalized it for so many years and, you know, presided, people tend to forget this, presided over a genocide in the 1930s by deliberately starving the Ukrainian people and then occupying the country until they were liberated in, you know, basically in 1991, and there's some bad blood, right? And then all of a sudden, you have a a, a president who's a lackey of the Kremlin and who responds to uh, popular protest, and then, of course, all these bozo and stupid conspiracy theories surrounding that It starts opening fire on citizens in in Maidan Square. And then after that, we get, you know, Poroshenko, and we get a slightly more sort of liberalized regime, more EU-facing, And then the country's invaded. Hmm. Right. And Russian troops, the little green men who don't have actual uniforms on. I mean, in violation of, you know, all sort of statutes of, Mm -hmm. you know, Geneva Conventions. Mm -hmm. And then a passenger plane is flying over and with Russian made weapons, they shoot it down, which is full of hundreds of innocent people, mostly Dutch people coming from Amsterdam, murdered by the invading power. And then we say, man, these guys are so hawkish, those people in Ukraine. It's like, you know why? Because <laughs> they're dealing with a neighbor that is is, is ferociously aggressive yeah. and more so – well, they, they want to be more so now because, because um, of Donald Trump. And is that true? No, I think Donald Trump in that sense is, you know, gets a bad rap in the sense that he's, you know, a a Russian lackey. He's nothing. You know, Fiona Hill is somebody that was, he didn't put her in there. That was somebody that trying to, you know, plug the dam when he was coming in and making sure that somebody was in that position who actually understood the reason, the region. And by the way, this denunciation of, of career people in the state department, et cetera, we can't talk about these people as a group. crappy ones and there's good ones. Right. That's right. Sure. But you know, there are a lot of people that like, if you look at Fiona Hill, it's like, she's a Democrat, she's a Obama. It's like, no, no, she was also like buddies with John Bolton right. and working well with him. So much so in the hearing that you thought that they were like pals, people thought they were like pals and they come from different planets, totally different planets. Yeah. And they're saying like a woman like that is not because the people who argue with them are mm-hmm. partisans, right? Mm-hmm. People that includes people like us too, mm-hmm. you know? They live in a world that where maybe that that's not the most important thing, right? Mm-hmm. They understand that the next election might give them an entirely different superstructure above them of people who have different views and it's their job. I mean, look at the number of people that went from the Bush administration to the Obama administration and are probably still along, cause no waves and are implementing the policy. And they might object to it, right? And. It, the difference between objecting to Obama's policy and making a stink or objecting to George W. Bush's policy and making a stink and both of those uh, 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 presidencies had major things to 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 object to. With Donald Trump, I think that the issue is, and when you listen to a lot of these people and talk to a lot of them, is the madness that comes with it is that they have departments where there's vacancies that haven't been filled for months and months and months and probably in some cases still haven't been filled. And it's just the chaos that has been visited upon them in their totally not Pacific lives and kind of bucolic lives because it's the madness of foreign policy, too. But it's very, very disrupting Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. And so – I think the initial dislike of Donald Trump was how this how these guys came in. Right. And they came in so crazy and without a plan and no sense of what how government worked in so many ways. And it's you and hey, an inability to keep a hold of the people who actually uh, do the have a revolving sense of door was incredible. And, and a lot of those people and I think you'll see this probably from John Bolton's book when he starts talking is the complete like, like, oh, my God, these people really have no sense of like what the how the government even runs. I mean, you think of like, uh, you know, the things that Donald Trump said during the campaign and, and, and since he uh, was in the White House that show a fundamental misunderstanding of how government works in its most basic ways. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a hard boss to have. If I had a boss that, like that that didn't know how, like, you know, to put a TV show on the air or something. I would be like, guys, this dude doesn't even know what we're doing here. I mean, this is kind of crazy. So I think all that stuff, when you when you put it together, and I think that you're going to see this a lot more and the number of people that have, as you were saying, you know, gone through that revolving door. It is a bad thing that Dick Cheney, Paul Wolfowitz and Donald Rumsfeld were plucked out and some of them had had big issues with George Bush's father. Mm -hmm. Right. And they didn't get along. Mm -hmm. And there was some advice given from George H W Bush to his son of like hey by the way about Dick Cheney and Donald Rumsfeld mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. but the only thing that you can say is that they knew how the government works and they understood how you have completely different views of it that I do and I can hear the I can hear people saying well yeah exactly and then exactly. they 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 used, they, gla- it, they used it and they, they took everything. related right, things yeah, yeah. you know what it happens either way it, it it happens every time, and it's worse in some ways. Look, the, the thing that gave them that opportunity was 9-11. It was like, otherwise, I don't – it would have been – who knows, right? Mm-hmm. It's a, stuff that you write novels about. It's not about – but what happens here with the Trump administration, the number of people who don't know what they're doing is astonishing. And you talk to diplomats about that, and I, I, I mentioned this on the other day. I sat down. I was just strobe Talbot, the the old Russia hand who
1: leaked the steel dossier. Who Fiona to, Hill,
2: exactly. Who um, is very close to Fiona Hill because Fiona Hill was at Brookings, and I talked to him before um, Donald Trump. I, I think it was right after he took office, and he was saying the one thing that's that's um, putting me at ease is that Fiona Hill is uh is going to be there to to, to keep a check on these people because it's so you see he leaked the dossier to her
1: <laughs> yes, that was uh covered in the testimony right. um yeah uh she was asked by probably Jim Jordan or that's someone right like that, that's right yeah or devin Nunez uh, about that and she said it was a day before BuzzFeed mm-hmm. published it in a transaction that we've covered here on the show that's with a uh, previous episode she Benson she saw it she saw it and yeah. said this looks like a bullshit. I don't know if that's what she said immediately, but she during her testimony. She definitely no. concluded that she so. wouldn't have a talk that way. She's a lady.
2: Camille, Camille can you uh, touch the trackpad on your computer because your screensaver of Fiona Hills so keeps speaking. popping up? Oh my god! <laughs> when, in a moment ago, you were wow, just... Wrong, <laughs> I just want to say I, should. I, I mean. <laughs> Discipline. I, I just don't I don't understand Discipline A moment <laughs> ago I said to you before The biggest surprise of the hearing Is when she started And I'm like Wait she's English? <laughs> <laughs> a moment ago I Can't believe it These fucking you, bastards
0: When you were laying out your yeah. case for, yeah. for, for sort of sense, I was just spitballing this is, this is a good continuation I think of, of Matt's I haven't um, thought that through By the way No this, this, this what is din, interesting Didn't show This is interesting uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Kareening out of control. Yeah. <laughs> it it really didn't show. This is all interesting. I think you guys are very lucid and I'm following along. Um Matt, I want to return to the point that you yeah. were making earlier. But oh. Moynihan, first, you, frozen. You pointed yeah. to what people were likely to draw attention to in your in your oh, soliloquy so there. Yeah. The fact that you're talking about these people who knew how government works and were yeah. there. They yeah. were there to... to sort of help steer sure, the ship sure. and steered it into an iceberg.
2: Well, and, I, my point is that I, no matter what your views are uh-huh. in the initial stages of creating these departments mm-hmm. and, and, you know, particularly transitions mm-hmm. between people that are there's, there's something leveling about that. And there's something that does not create the type of tension yeah, yeah. that has been created. And I'm not in any way, obviously endorsing right. the, the views of people like that, but they, you know, I think that people in the past have tried uh, desperately when it was the Bush administration, the Obama administration and the Clinton administration to, um, to get people in there and do a transition. And I think I, I mentioned this on, on the show when I did an interview with um with, uh, what's his name? The, the, uh, former energy secretary, um, Ernest Moniz. And he said that, uh, you know, he was talking to all of his other secretaries and they were laughing at the Trump people cause they didn't even cut it. And that Rick Perry was like the, was calling him every day. And mm-hmm. he was like, right. I have respect for him. Cause he was like trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And the other guys were like, no, we're just, they're just like, they're I wanna,
1: flying blind. I want to interject something in, into this. And that can be problematic. Um, one of the things that I'm super, super interested to hear from John Bolton, who's been (laughs) tweeting today for the first time. He wrested control of his Twitter account. What the
0: hell John Bolton doing? I
1: don't know what he's doing. Uh, uh, But John Bolton, (laughs) right before he was hired as the National Security Advisor, I mean, not right before, the last two decades before, but he's always had as a longstanding critique that – Precisely, those lifers in the State Department are the problem. The Foreign Service people are basically, as what what they called in the early days after nine eleven, what would they call them? The Islamists Mm -hmm. uh, everywhere uh, there that they sort of an entrenched. You wouldn't maybe say deep state, but something like that with maybe lowercase DNS, uh, people who just been there forever. They get clientitis, which is an old foreign service uh, 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 thing to describe people who end up uh, being becoming too sympathetic to the host country that they're mm-hmm. in, which, mm-hmm. by the way, I think Holmes has uh, sure. <laughs> from uh, from yeah, yesterday, which is, you know, I you understand. it, that, But that's why you cycle through after three years. Like you're done. You got to go. You got to get out of the country or else you're going to you like, Matt, the Czech people, right? I love the.
2: Because you were there for a couple three years, five, is it? Five. Right? five. So and like, yeah, you're a great lover of all things Czech, and that yeah, can happen, right?
1: That that can happen, and and if you're representing your country, you've got to skedaddle. Like exactly right. You can't you can't stay there forever because you're going to start yeah drinking the beer, uh, and, and other things. But so, uh, Bolton starts as someone who wants to clean house actually. Sure. Okay. And I wonder how many other people, uh, uh, in the Trump administration in various places have brought in with their own appointment, their own like multi-decade history of fantasizing about cleaning house. Um, and it's super interesting to see, I think, and that's what I will want to hear it's from right him. He's
0: tweeting at me. Oh, get into that later. Sorry.
1: Okay, right. uh, does Bolton now have a renewed appreciation of those lifers and their yeah. mores in a way that he didn't now, or maybe he hired people around him yeah. that he liked more? It's that's the, fascinating. The, how and, that and there
2: goes. was, a, and remember, there was a time at the beginning of the Trump administration they were trying to do some of that. Some sensible people were, like, uh, I remember they were trying to bring in uh, Victor Cha, who is a sort of right, slightly right-leaning. Uh, guy who is a North Korea expert and quite good, and they wanted to bring him in as the ambassador. And that would have actually changed everything. And he said no, because, you know, he saw the things that Donald Trump was basically saying. I think that was the case. that He was still saying about the North Koreans at the time. And so, yeah, you try to bring your own people in. But it's also important to note that this, that kind of atrophying and that kind of, you know, philia that you have to any region or country is a real thing. And there's never been an administration or a you know sort of Democrats or Republicans that haven't attacked that version of the deep state. To say the deep state is a stupid phrase. I mean, Donald Trump even said today, "I don't say deep state." He said that on, on Fox News, <laughs> <and Friends, laughs> which is not true at all. It's said um, every, every day. But uh, if you, this is the the deep state is a new term for saying these lifers that get entrenched and nobody elects them and they create american policy which is sometimes true and not true and the best example of that in the past is richard nixon um you know before he was president uh referring to the state department he's i think it was nixon called them the striped pants brigade yeah They're the people that yeah. uh, of you know um uh, sort of high stock because you know he was a, a great hater of the of the haute bourgeoisie, and like I was a simple man, uh, and you know hated all those sort of Ivy League people, and that was that was the people, and that's why I hated Alger Hiss so much. And Alger Hiss was a State Department guy who was a rich bastard, and who also. Ironically, was a Soviet spy, and all of those people within the State Department. That was the attack on the on the State Department. Was because these people are so close to it, and it's entrenched. and It's all these rich guys, and they come in, and then they sort of set this pro communist policy, et cetera, et cetera. Which, by the way, not totally wrong in certain in certain senses. I mean, Alger Hiss was, you know, at the sort of San Francisco meeting, um, the big one after in nineteen forty five, and don't I don't know if he made it to yalta but there the, but he was like an instrumental player and he was doing the bidding of a foreign government that created a big kind of thing when we talk about the mccarthyism and the you know the hearings and the hysteria well there's a few things about that and one of the things is that It's massively overdrawn, but there were people in the State Department who were there for a long time and they were sympathetic to a foreign government. And that was like one of the first versions that I can think of There's probably one bunch that preceded uh, of a version of the deep state. And that was like those people are there for life and they're trying to set American policy. And that that version was like they're setting it for an enemy, foreign power. So there's nothing nothing new in that. But it's just kind of irrelevant in the sense that you see these people on the Hill and you see these people, you know, like like Fiona Hill. Um, and and if you think you're going to bring those people up and say, try to hit them with the deep state charge, that might, the people who are going to be affected by that are going to be affected by that. Anytime you say it, the rest of America is going to be like, well, that's pretty effective. She's pretty bright and making a very cogent case against the president, whether or not you think the man should be impeached and it will not obviously result in impeachment. And we can do this sort of prognostication of what it's going to do to either party is going to, you know increase their chances of victory in 2020 or decrease them. And there's, you know, appropriate arguments on, on, on both sides. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's a, it's really bad for Donald Trump, right? Everybody says the same thing. And that's the end of it, right? I mean, I think the where you can put a button on this stuff is that the, even the witnesses that Republicans called were not good witnesses for
1: Republicans. No, no, there wasn't, there wasn't any way to come out of that by (laughs) saying, Oh, you know what? He didn't do that. That wasn't the policy. It was just like. Well, the one man that could have done that. Somlin. Flipped on that. Yeah. Flipped on that. And also, it's important to point out, I think, he's just obviously the biggest liar of the entire world. I
2: absolutely love him. Get into it. And he's such a liar. (laughs) I love him and everything about him. Because you know what? If you're going to lie, And be and like be up there, like just laugh at everyone, which is like, you know, as Anthony said uh, before, he's like he was having the time of his life up there. And Jim Jordan, like hectoring him. And he was like rolling his eyes and laughing. You know, his jokes were better than anybody else's.
1: Right. Uh, Like uh, was uh, Maloney at the end. The uh, Democrat. What a fucking. With his mansplaining (laughs) line. You
2: know what? This, I, I was, I've never actually been so angry at somebody besmirching Irish and American culture as Sean Patrick McDougal Maloney IRA <laughs> whiskey scumbag. <laughs> He's up there and he does his thing, which everyone's like cheering and everyone's like, oh my God, zing, got him. And do you remember the exchange, what he said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, the, the exchange. The exchange was, who would benefit? Qui Bono, who would benefit if you know, all of this happened. If this person said, we want to get information on Joe Biden, who would it benefit? And he's like, you know, I don't know. I don't want to speculate, but, but I don't know. And he's just badgering him. And at the end, he's like, well, the person who made that request to be like, Donald Trump, there you go. You admitted it. And it's like, <laughs> wait, what the fuck did he admit? Of course it's going to benefit Donald Trump. No one's denying that. <laughs> like if you're going to showboat, at least be coherent. And there's a thing about the tone and the tenor of it that people love so much because they want the little fucking, you know, mediaite clips or the Fox news clips, the MSNBC clips, that he's doing this in this aggressive way that is so lacking in coherence that people are cheering for nothing.
1: The, uh, I agree with the first half of that, but the second half of him, I think is actually, uh, Browbeating the witness accurately, which is well, he say, did that
2: one thing after after that was after the Cheers when he was, was like, after the Cheers. He's yeah, like, when he's, he's like, like, yeah, you know, he's like, I've been honest with you, and he's like, well, no, you haven't. Yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah, is it, totally he true. He totally tries it, to get, do it. Is, that's thing. a great <laughs> line. Is great. but the, What, what it preceded is a great that, line. I was like, dude, start and end with that. It's effective and it's yeah, true. Yeah. And before that, he's like trying to get him to answer, like, answer my question. Why are you dodging my question about who benefits? And he's like, Yeah yeah I mean the dude obviously doesn't like Donald Trump I mean it's, the, the it's proceedings the proceedings are Wrestlemania it's I mean, Wrestlemania it's, it's Wrestlemania but that's interesting and, and it's,
0: it's, it's worth I think I mentioned already but it, it shocked me that at various moments I thought to myself wow Adam Schiff is actually kind of respectable he's He's doing it. He's doing the job. Yep. You, should shut, you should totally shut that guy up. Compared, gavel his ass down. Compared
2: to Adam Put a stop Schiff, it. yes. And they're and they're doing <laughs> well. It no, right. and more That's importantly, to compared to Devin and, and, Nunes, who and, just looks like a bad guy. And and
0: the Republicans oh who were who are doing all of this ridiculous gimmickry to enter things into the record to just sort of disrupt the process to make it look more ridiculous. But by the end, he invokes Mueller and Mueller's testimony. And he uses it to suggest Mueller testified that Donald Trump asked the Russians to come hack Hillary's emails. Oh, yeah. He did that in a really dramatic way. He's like, the very ridiculous. Day. I
1: hated Republicans more. I'm I, not going to lie about that. I I, I hate everyone. I and do. I want to That's an active them all. thing. But in the but in this particular context, I hated Republicans.
0: But in this particular context, I, the, I the president, you the president a lot of is to is Nunes, though, because <laughs> he's he, dirty
2: was so execrable and horrible in that and primarily because also that he, pinstripe suit with the Oh do, my the god polka dot top. I, I know you Lock look like it. a nineteen thirties Chicago gangster <laughs> Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Dangerous. Not, not even yeah exactly, <laughs> someone someone was to to exactly. undermine is that it's, it's a extra from from the great Joe Piscopo movie Johnny Danger's like farging <laughs> bastard but is is uh, <laughs> the funny thing about it is like I mean Andrew Yang at least looks like a Russian gangster from like nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. I mean this is <laughs> not enough Nunez, purple but yeah. N- Nunes that like he is not even filibustering He doesn't ask questions and he thinks he's the thing I hate about is he thinks he's clever and making he's like making fun. He's like, all right, well, you know, here we are in the nine ring circus yet again. And it's like, dude, you're about to be a ringmaster for the next 15 minutes in which you attack the media, which is, you know, writ large, the media and then celebrate John Solomon. (laughs) It's like, okay. All right. Is that where we're going with this? The you best know?
1: the best moment I saw from Nunez was after one of those uh, like extra times claimed by Adam Schiff and the and Democratic Council. So they had the opening 45 minutes and they can claim some extra time. And so they claimed an extra 33 minutes. And so Nunez had to fill in 33 minutes. And his first line was like, well, uh, I guess we got another thirty-three minutes. <laughs> like, yeah. He didn't want like, to I, do it. I, I don't didn't anything. want anything yeah. to do with it. And I think he actually cut himself off way the hell. Out. Yeah, they, they didn't have anything like uh, uh, a strong hand to play at all. Yeah, and like, and this is the this is a material problem for Republicans and has been. In a bunch of elections, including recently the gubernatorial elections in Louisiana and Kentucky, yeah. when you go full MAGA, when you ape the president's language, as we talked about last week and yeah. you talked about in your show, um, and you lack the president's originality and creativity in doing that language. Yeah, he's good at it. He's good at it. You're not because yeah. you're a politician. You'd like, you're like you wired differently. Um It doesn't look good. It's not a coherent argument. My God, like imagine if someone was out there at home scoring every position, every cliff that Jim Jordan has put himself out on or every uh, tree branch, let's say, and watching it get sawed off and then you have to like retreat to the next one over – it just – it's constantly moving. The mm. basic argument that Republicans have is the one that they won't really say. We'll heard the uh, semi-anti-Trump Republican who's retiring from Texas, a border guy, um, kind of got it in there uh, on the last day to the chagrin of a lot of people who are hoping that he would be like a, a a never-Trumper or something like that. But like the respectable argument is – that it's not a principled argument. It's a process. It's, it's and so therefore not a process argument. It's just like, hey, look, we're having an election next year. This would be a kind of a big deal to do it like this on party uh, lines. So maybe we shouldn't do it, just have an election instead, okay? Yeah. Which is fine. It's totally not principled, right? No, it's not. The principled argument. I get the argument, but it's, yeah. Yeah. But like, they couldn't sustain that argument. They had to pretend that, uh, the real thing at stake here was the truth that Donald Trump never said such a thing, never yeah. directed anybody, never you know, well, he never told Sondland. Sondland just said that, of course, he was directed to work with Rudy Giuliani on digging up dirt about the Bidens, but like never really knew it. Yeah. Like it's it, it doesn't make sense. Their their ultimate defense, and so the, and and that that's a problem for Republicans because if you go out there and do it constantly, and then you run for election, you lose elections. I think yeah, uh, ultimately because you look ridiculous.
2: I mean, look, the one thing, and I may close it on this because, uh, you know, I'm a little exhausted by impeachment noise, is that uh, the most basic uh, thing that one can say about this is that um, Democrats will be able to run um, on – because, I mean, with Bill Clinton, it was the second term, right? And uh, same thing as Nixon. Nixon's not impeached, but he resigns second term. Uh, they're going to be able to run an election on uh, saying that we're running against a man who's been impeached. Because he's been impeached, and he will be impeached in the House, and you get that phrase, and that's a powerful phrase to say, um, you, know, you know how you thought from day one that he was a shitbag and you know going off half cock all the time, he's actually been impeached, and that's a bad thing Now they'll come back and say this is a partisan thing. it's like no Republicans will vote for it, etc, but nevertheless, still still um, a powerful argument.
1: I would add to that that uh, Senate trial which uh, Trump today claimed that he wants. Mm-hmm. So good luck with that. Yeah, and he wants to participate. Uh, so imagine a trial, which will be protracted. They'll try to, like, call every Biden that's still alive uh, to testify about <laughs> something or other. Um, but that's when you're going to get John Bolton. That's yeah. when you're going to get Mike Pompeo. It's not going to make the president look better. Like, yeah. they, can, they might be able to throw more shit at the wall. Sure, and that's interesting. Um, and that might be really injurious to Joe Biden uh, in particular. It's possible. Totally. Um, uh, Hunter Biden does not seem to be like the world's sharpest, no, no. Uh, least corrupt human being. Uh, but he's, like, he's, he's
2: got a Roger Clinton vibe to him.
1: But imagine what we've seen this past week with a bunch of people whose names every normal person has never heard of uh, yeah. replaced by like, oh yeah, I remember that mustache over there. Uh, that, yeah. that, that would make things look differently. And I, I can't imagine it suddenly being more exculpatory of the president since he's, Basically guilty of the of the fundamental charge of abusing presidential power and American foreign policy to narrowly attempt to give himself some stupid ass game.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm for for bad political gain. Um, the thing is, is what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to take the privilege of um, uh, transferring this to a different topic. I, Camille would typically do this, but he's lost in his computer right now. The Adderall, it's you Fiona think... You, the, the thing, you know, but you, you have to understand is that it will make you focus intently on anything you decide <laughs> to focus on. So Camille has been focusing on tweeting uh, at Torre, I think, for the past, since <laughs> why he's gone silent. Do you oh, remember no. it was like a runaway oh, no. freight train for the first, like... 45 minutes yeah, and now it's, <laughs> it's not quite, true. Is that? It's, well, well oh so, no, it's totally so true. true. Yo, it's true. I, only, I only said
0: it one tweet. All right. Okay. I only said it one tweet.
2: Could you just hang on the tweets for a second? Let's I'm not sending him any more. Tweets. All right. All right. Can we talk about something that bummed me out this morning?
0: He's just oh, kind no. of an asshole. He's distorting just... my views. <laughs> Stop it. He's distorting my views. He's also suggested that if you think you're black in America and race slash racism has not shaped your life, then you're not paying attention. I wonder if you don't if, think you're black. So I wonder if. His if race and racism helped pay for his elite education. I am not does it help pay for his posh Brooklyn lifestyle. Race and racism? Is that how that works? Camille,
2: I'm not having this right now. You're right. We we shouldn't, because he's your new friend. No, because Because I was
1: trying to get him on the podcast. I still want
2: him to come. I just invited him. Stop.
1: That's he didn't tweet once, Camille. I'm I'm fact checking him in real time. It's twice. No, no, I just tweeted at him once. I tweeted
0: at him before we
2: started. Okay, that was my right, time, that's five and hours. I just tweeted at right, him right. now a moment ago. All go. right, go on, Michael, sorry. All right, let's let's, let's make com- Kim everyone Kim calm talk. down. Let's make Shh. Camille not talk. We good?
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, are we good? You mm-hmm. promise? Mm-hmm. You swear? It's anti race mm-hmm. ah, shut it! <laughs> Trying to keep up uh, with the clock Okay, all yeah, right. Now, Everybody, turn their
2: phones off. Yeah, it was one of his lesser lights. The thing that bummed me out today was that I'm quite a fan of, uh, Sacha Baron Cohen. Mm. I think amazingly funny. Mm-hmm. Um, very, 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 very funny. And, um, I don't think there's anything he's done that I really didn't like. Um, but, uh, except for this, uh, this morning or yesterday, he gave a speech to the anti-defamation league. Um, and, uh, took that opportunity to be very, quite serious and denounce the culture that we live in that is shaped, uh, by Facebook, YouTube, social media, et cetera, which is making the world an infinitely worse place. And he's attacking Mark Zuckerberg, uh, I think by name, right? In that, he attacked him by name. Um, And, you know, I just – this is happening more and more, by the way, whether it's in a political context that elections are being won because of advertising on Facebook and Twitter, so much so that Twitter and and Facebook are taking these kinds of measures to prevent – political advertising, right? And so Sacha Baron Cohen goes out and does this thing and uh, it's a kind of a bipartisan response of people coming back and saying, thank God for this, this is the thing that made my day, etc. And it's now just a sort of lazy trope that you attack these kind of social media giants for, you know, spreading disinformation. And, of course, we've taken all the onus off the people who actually consume the disinformation and, and just presume that it's this platform that pushes it out and people consume it and that's it, you know? And once we prevent them from doing that, will balance will be restored to the universe and everything will be fine. And Donald Trump's of the world will not exist, despite that they've always existed prior to Facebook.
1: I want to give you something to chew on like a, sure. like an actual rat in the yes. night. Um, this is from his tweet. Thank you, ADL for your international leadership award. My message, if we want to stop hate, we have to regulate Facebook and social media. The uh-huh. greatest propaganda machine, machine in history. Yes. Wow.
2: Yeah. The greatest wow. propaganda machine in history.
1: Wow. So, so th- th- Michael, you've have uh, you, you've you uh, studied propaganda. A little and, bit. Yeah. And hate. Yeah,
2: of course. Yeah.
1: Is Facebook and Google and Twitter the greatest propaganda machine in history?
2: Uh, the one thing that nobody asks in this is nobody does any sort of research or any studies and takes the studies of the past. And looks at the dissemination of this stuff and attitudes about, you know, extremism and extremist views hmm. and compares them to today. That's an interesting, interesting thought experiment. Right. There, because, right? I mean, what people tend to do is like, oh, my God, the sky is falling, <laughs> not just because of Donald Trump. there <laughs> has a YouTube channel. Yeah, well, precisely. And there are 400 views on the <laughs> last video. I, I mean, look, I mean, uh, Rich, we know Richard Spencer's name mm-hmm. because we haul him out every time we need to have some scumbag. Um, hateful anti-Semite Nazi bozo. We're still talking about David Duke. We're still talking about Richard Spencer, too, of Mm -hmm. like, a leaked tape in which we discovered that Richard Spencer, the neo-Nazi hates Jews. It's shocking yeah. for
0: me to find out. And he uses nasty language.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Shocking. You know why? Cause he's an actual racist, right? <laughs> and so uh, how much of this stuff exists. And so we, if you take it, I mean, I think that, that you can look at this in the exact flip side of this is it what the media, media also does in these kind of things like Facebook, uh, Twitter, et cetera, that spread information quickly and people consume it mostly by headlines It has the opposite effect, too, right? I mean, nine uh, examples of hate crimes or something, whether or not they turn out to be actual hate crimes or something different, that creates the narrative in people's heads when they see it that we are in a hate crime wave. An example of this. After the inauguration of President Trump, we found out very quickly, people started regurgitating this, that there's a massive rise in hate crimes. As Camille, I think, has discussed, and a lot of people have written about, there was no statistical basis for this. It wasn't the FBI's numbers. The last numbers that you could actually use were prior to prior to uh, the, the Trump inauguration. So that just became a narrative because we had individual stories that we could hook onto it, right? They plugged into it very nicely. Whereas I don't know if that was true. I mean, it, it, it could it have. It wasn't. As far as we know, it isn't, right? It could have been true, but there was no due diligence done by reporters because it was a good narrative and we liked it. So on the other end of that, a propagating Hate. It's propagating information about hate too that allows these kind of narratives to, to to exist. I think that the fake news. I don't want to use that phrase that leads somebody who I really respect, like Sasha Baron Cohen, to believe that this has created one of the great hate machines of all time. I mean, I'm sure that probably someone wrote that about the printing press when it came out, or the 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 radio mm-hmm. when you could hear Father Coglin who was based in what uh, Michigan yeah. mm-hmm. and was was uh, you know this stuff was going across the country can you believe it Prior to that, we didn't get to hear Father Coglin, Right. We didn't have to hear these hateful anti-Semitic views. And yeah, they could only talk to people who could hear them in, in person. Well, could I, fill a, a room full of people well, and I, be dangerous I in that I just way. don't know unfortunate. how the Murrah Federal Building was blown up without the internet. Right. Without Facebook. Yeah, yeah. How did this happen? Could have never these, been terrorism. I mean, yet. Terry Nichols and—I uh, mean, these are people that are in disparate parts of the country, in Michigan and Texas, et cetera, that were unified in this kind of militia movement. And as, as Jesse Walker has written— um, slightly misunderstood and, and kind of overhyped in certain ways, but they got to each other, right. And they found each other and these things have existed. And, you know, Ernst Zundel, who is the, the neo-Nazi Holocaust denier, uh, in Canada, he used to walk around with a, 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 construction helmet on cause people used to throw rocks at him. So he'd walk everywhere to every appearance with a construction helmet on, uh, and was ultimately arrested in Germany. Um, this guy's views were everywhere. In the 90s. And we have a for those of you who subscribe to the Patreon, you can get my interview with uh, Errol Morris in which we talk about his doc- documentary on Fred Luchter, the Mr. Death, in which Ernst Zundel is a, a, a player. Right. And you see in that film how far the nonsense of, of Holocaust denial was spread then. Are, do more people are more people exposed to it? potentially exposed to it now? Of course. Of course. Of course, but I'm not somebody who believes that exposure to that sort of stuff creates Holocaust. The, uh,
1: a thing, and <laughs> I, I don't want to be like a pedantic libertarian person because um, I'm <laughs> bad at it, but that's uh, <laughs> redundant. Uh, also redundant, but like propaganda machines, machine, the machines of propaganda. Correct me if I'm wrong Moynihan. It's always government. Like government is the machine. Yes. Of real propaganda. We're talking about propaganda. We're talking about propaganda, Camille. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like, there's... <laughs> there's... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Alan
0: Deeperson, Deep
1: cut. Uh, no, but talking about propaganda, propaganda is something that is broadcast, that's communicated from a, a central authority that <sighs> wishes yeah. to compel a certain behavior of a probably subject population through. I mean. and, and,
2: and by the way, it was not always a pejorative word. I mean, remember that, that in Nazi Germany, it was the ministry of propaganda and enlightenment. Those two words together oh. are great because propaganda was not, it, was, it wasn't a bad thing as such. It was the dissemination of the correct information. That's why enlightenment follows it. And yeah, I mean, it is government that is, I mean, so for instance, uh, on the show a, f- a couple of weeks ago, we did um, some Russian television, the weekend impeachment from Russian television. And there were clips that I found actually, just I could tell that they looked weird.
1: Inside Russia or like <laughs> inside, RT?
2: In, inside, no, no, actual uh. Russian, um, like NTV, like state broadcast stuff. And that is. Um, you know, and I had a Russian speaker go through with me, and they picked up some great clips. We did it again this week. It didn't quite work. It, it, there, there wasn't a coherent narrative. It was a bunch of great clips, but they were a little too disparate, uh, so we didn't use it. And I think we'll go back to it. But that's state television. That's state propaganda. And in Russia, for instance. Um, the dissemination of bad information comes almost entirely and exclusively from the government. And they are quite aggressive in uh, attacking websites. I mean, Medusa, which is a great opposition website, fantastic website, I think is based out of Latvia or Lithuania. It's a Russian language one. And I think it was started by some of the people that were affiliated with novoya Gazeta or Pussy Riot, all these people. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a state, state-run propaganda is the sort of benchmark, right? Because there's no opposition to it in the sense that in Russia, there's rain TV, which is like internet only now and echo Moscow and echo Moscow is a radio station, which has become a little more, you know, centralized itself too. In Venezuela, there's El Universal, which was taken over by a shadowy group and now is more sympathetic to the government. And you know, the, the other sort of opposition papers, don't really exist there on the internet. So the internet is a great disseminator of real information in places like Venezuela there's a place called La Patilla, which is people from RCTV and these places that were shut down by the government. RCTV is shut down by the government for being a proposition and they have a website and the website is, I think the most traffic website in Venezuela or the most trafficked news website for sure. Or, or one of the top couple, the government ones get no traffic. They don't do well. Mm. And the reason they don't do well is because they lie. And because people are clever living in societies that are full of lies, because they're telling you something about what's around you, right? So if you live in the Soviet Union and look at Pravda and, you know, live in East Germany and look at Neues Deutschland, this is the state run paper, and they're telling you that everything's amazing, right? And you look out your window and there's these half functioning factories that are belching out black smoke. You start Believing the media quite, you know, it's like what was the what was the alternative? Well, they would try to get signals from the West so much so, and when this became a successful thing, the East East German t- television created a television so with a guy named Edward Schnitzler. It's true, named the Schwarze Kanal, the Black Channel. And what they would do is they would take. Um, It was like it was like the Daily Show for communists. They would take West German broadcasts and they would play clips of them because they knew people were watching. And Edward Schnitzler would denounce them and be like, look at these lies. So they were they were constrained by and terrified of information coming in. And this is, imagine if there was an internet and, you know, look at what's happening. Camille and I were talking about this today. We had lunch today uh, about what's happening in Iran, amazing pictures coming out of Iran. And I will give credit, I think it's to Mike Pompeo, who said, the internet's back up a little bit in Iran, send images, send video, get this stuff out there. And there's some amazing stuff, particularly something the BBC posted today, which was like a tracking shot from a car of every five feet, different people being beaten. It's shocking, astonishing. That is the Internet. And that got to me via Twitter, which is not a hate machine for the people of Iran. It's a machine of liberation for the people of Iran. Does it it convey bad information? Of course it does. But also trust that Americans, and I think that there's a fundamental idea that 62 million people voted for Donald Trump because they're racist and they've been imbued with this racism from all these sources. And that's why we talk about Facebook having been so important to the election. None of that, I believe, to be true, and there's not a lot of great arguments for it. And there's a lot of arguments that a lot of those people, the 60 million, voted for rather different reasons, you know, populist reasons, et cetera. I mean, this man who talks about Mexican rapists is increasing the vote total of Hispanics over Mitt Romney. So there's something else is at work here, but that has been implanted in our head that this is why it happened because of the internet. And because of these mechanisms like Facebook or these, these platforms like Facebook and particularly Facebook and Twitter, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you say that, Sasha Baron Cohen, do also remember that there are people who use this for a to- not only a totally different purpose, but it is their life's blood. It's how they get information to us and it's how they get information to other people. In Venezuela, you can have state run, t- the, the band is totally taken over by, by the government, even on cable, which is only for people that have a certain level of money. Even that's been, been greatly, you know, sort of compressed by the state. The internet hasn't been, but if you notice during the uprising in, in April, they shut down the internet. They shut down portions of the internet. Can TV, TV, which is the, the state-run uh, internet provider. What happened in Iran? They shut down the internet. What happened in Egypt? They shut down the internet. What happens in, 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 in Russia when you post these things? They don't. They shut it down in a different way. There's, there's different things that they do, particularly arresting people for posting things on the internet. I, if I were to tell you that half of the story, you'd say this is one of the great machines of liberation, of the of the past, you know, decade, century. Can we can we talk about the
0: irony of Sacha Baron Cohen being the person who <laughs> throw, throw the is, Jew down the well? Yeah. who is making this particular argument? Considering that, as, as you've just mentioned, Throw the Jew Down the Well, not being Michael Moynihan's heartfelt desire. No, that's that a song from a... From this a, is a song yeah. from, I don't know if it was one the, of the, the films bo- he made. The, it, was, it, it was from the
2: Ali G television show, yeah. and Borat was a character, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's very, very funny, and, and it's and lampooning anti-Semitism. He made
0: plenty of jokes at which yeah. sort of anti-Semitism is is part of the joke. Yeah. Um, which, But the people in that bar wh- some, don't get it, by someone, the way. Someone might refer to that as, say, I don't know, proto-hate speech, yeah. and say, you know what? There ought to be a law. We ought to do something to stop people from proliferating proto-hate speech because perhaps that could metastasize into actual hate speech, which could injure people. We should stop it now.
2: The thing about this that is actually right, okay, and, okay. and people would say, Oh, come on. It's uh, Sacha Baron Cohen's HBO show, people know the difference. Well, that's not always the case because the first thing that usually goes mm-hmm. is satire, mm-hmm. right? I mean, this Count Dankula thing in England, I don't care if the guy's... You know, a Jordan Peterson follower, or whatever, some stuff that I don't necessarily agree with, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. The guy was, you know, he's the one who did the pug dog, yeah. to teach it to do the the, <laughs> the Hitler, ha- salute. The Hitler yeah. salute, right? And he was prosecuted and was facing like five years in jail or something. And right. it actually went through prosecutions. And people this is were, in the UK, in the right? UK, yeah, because and they, I think they he, have, was, I think he was the, in Scotland. <laughs> I mean, and it's this has also happened with people tweeting things in the UK. No, look, if you we've talked about this a lot in the show of people who are doing anti-racism seminars mm-hmm. at Netflix, at the human rights campaign in D.C. Right. Don't uh, say these words and they get fired. Well, so it's, it's always satire. It's always, it's always the same word that they well, say. Well, yeah, yeah, say yeah, yeah, Well, it's that one. It's well, I mean, there's some other ones, but it's mostly that word. Yeah.
0: But, you know, I was recently doing uh, television was told and Camille you really can't can't say the word nigger on, on TV. There were several, several words you couldn't say. I was so tempted to use the word niggardly. Oh, God, I just Camille. didn't do
2: it. Jesus. I didn't I, do it. Well, by the way, for someone tuning in for the first time, because this streams on various <laughs> Bulgarian state television. Oh, that God. Was, uh, The qualification isn't could, necessary. I want them to try to cancel me. So please black. don't make it. Camille's black. Um, it's, uh, he's black. <laughs> <laughs> he, the, the person who said it's black. I'm not. I would never say that. Matt would never say that. Anthony says it all the time, but we don't. It's fine. <laughs> Wood um, would never is a pretty interesting. Guy, <laughs> <And> <laughs> Fiona Hill is uh, stern. Fiona. Fiona Hill said it. She's so stern. She said it. Stern. She said it. Oh my God. She. It, if she was like super racist, would you still? Would Are you he, still? Probably more it's it's Even more Come on I mean let's It's a mine. bonus Really? It's a bonus <laughs> Seriously oh, She's not Wow She's not though no. <laughs> She looked like she hurt you though Doesn't she? Yeah. I love that you code switching. that she,
0: she looked like hurts she you hurt though? you Yeah yeah mm. 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 You know who else code switches? Who? Kamala Harris Oh she oh, did like a southern God. thing What was that all How about? Are we gonna win is she from California? <laughs> I don't know. All I know is she was She's in from Atlanta California had head nod thing yeah. at the Tyler Perry at the Tyler Perry Studio, whatever it is. I, I was desperate to see Medea come out and do uh, yeah, like in a fat in. suit. Yeah. Come out, <laughs> yeah. Like, can we? Can we and talk? And then Martin I Lawrence hear. came out in a fat <laughs> suit. Can, can we? Eddie talk about Murphy the, in a fat suit. Can we talk about this a little more? I want to know. Uh, just go around the room here. One Moynihan, you mentioned that Bernie Sanders is kind of the only one of these people that you can tolerate. But for the rest of us, I just, I just I know, I, like,
2: watched a little bit He's a little more interesting yeah. than the, all the other right. phonies. But I mean, what do you, what do you make of this?
1: Uh, the uh, people that I uh, like uh-huh. in order are, um, I think more or less in, in order, mm-hmm. are uh, Yang gang Gang. Uh, I like him, except when he's... He's at the top of this list. When he talks about, like... um, You're starting at one. I just want to be sure. Yeah. yeah. When he he talks about, like, what the government should do, Mm. then that ruins the whole thing. (laughs) But, like, if, he's, if what, he's... What shouldn't the government do is the real question. Like, yeah. anything having to do with the job that he is seeking, I don't want But, to man, this is the thing. case for everyone. Like, just
2: imagine the question is, like, aside from their policy position. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, no, so actually,
0: I, I would actually like to know that, too. Because if there's so, someone you find tolerable that you think oh, the you could policy.
1: The debate, by far, the person who I was happiest with their performance was Cory Booker. It wasn't even close. Because... Hmm. Uh, Corey and I talked about this last time. There's this whole category of of former centristy elected Democrats who'd been busy trying to outwoke one another. Mm-hmm. The, the Beto O'Rourke's, the Kristen Gillibrands, um, uh, Joaquin Castro. Uh, Julian Castro, I'll always call him Joaquin. God damn it. Um, <laughs> so I've done this on television yeah. uh, more than like three times. Uh, but It's not
2: that offensive because they are so used to it that one of them grew a beard. I know. <laughs> so and they like talked a...
1: about it during yeah. the impeachment. Like my brother made me grow this. He's bitter, uh, which is funny. Um, <laughs> and they,
2: the neither of them speak Spanish. Which That's not amazing. even a word. Yeah. Spanish. Uh
1: so But they're all gone. Like uh, Castro is the only one who's still in the race and he wasn't on the stage. He's absolutely plummeted so all these people who each of them had some kind of uh centrist bona fides at some point Mm -hmm. had stopped them all and now with them all safely gone cory booker's out there like oh now's the time i'm gonna write an op-ed in the new york times about how charter schools are awesome hey but but so this is the question for
2: you because i think you paid more attention to this to than the rest of us maybe no i i know fisher was watching it too um I saw the narrative that when Barack Obama said, hey, don't be too revolutionary, Democrats, because that's not what the American people are, that the stage was a response to that. I've seen multiple people say that.
1: I think that that certainly had something to do with it. And, you know, the entrance of Deval Patrick and uh, Michael Bloomberg, who are both centrist plays, ultimately, although they, especially Bloomberg, has like a a problematic... uh, uh, positions. Patrick uh,
2: had an event. At, well, that four people showed up to two people. Two. two people. two people
1: showed up, so he didn't bother continuing with the event. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like uh, Mark Sanford's first event, uh, first press conference as wow. a candidate for his nine-week campaign. Uh, had one journalist at it. Oh, that's in great. Philadelphia. Outlet. Do you think of all Patrick's
2: campaign now that he's <laughs> he's he's. Uh, uh, you know, Just not doing quite well at the moment I saw I don't a, know.
0: a story that he was at a, a historically black college Having an event That's that what he said This is what no, happens no, when no, you're on Adderall And you're, no, Adderall no, and you're fucking tweeting at Torrey We literally was were talking,
2: talking about this He was tweeting at Fiona, Fiona Hill Come on, He's like DMing God it's so weird This Fiona Hill thing is just bizarre No getting off a good one She's not on Twitter He would know Is your father a coal miner? He was a fucking cool man. I, 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 <laughs> Camille, come over. You know what? America's scale. American scale, tell the difference.
0: Cockney accent or not? Who, is, that, so who is the woman
2: that, that total. Dingbat who tweeted the thing of like um, Fiona Hill with her Prince Andrew accent and anyone who's oh, yeah, ad- yeah, yeah. she's from Northern England she's like she's from <laughs> Durham it's like not I mean good God we can't tell. Prince Andrew accent this is like some, I don't even like, know what that means
0: even if she had lines. a posh accent what does that mean so wait did we get completely derailed you yeah. said Andrew Yang
2: yeah because you derailed us uh, who no, is this so, listening
1: so like uh, that was like
2: ten minutes ago <laughs> <laughs> cut his mic I, <laughs> cut his, <laughs> we, 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 were, we were on moderates. Oh. Yeah. Uh, we oh uh, were on moderates now. <laughs> Booker yeah. was
1: good on uh, uh-huh. uh, on uh, for one thing, saying that you shouldn't just tax billionaires. It's not the the way to go about yeah, things. Yeah. You have to create wealth. He's totally right about yeah. that. I just and think he's obnoxious. I just, I, I just I've never liked him. Yeah. I mean, I liked him more when he was you know fifteen years ago when he was new. Yeah, when he was like the Beto of, of two thousand three. Before we saw what Beto would Isn't become, back
0: when he was invest, defending investment bankers.
1: Yeah, whatever, and yeah. like, and also like going it after was him and Harold Ford, but going mm-hmm. after police unions in uh, in Newark in Mm -hmm. a way that was actually interesting and teachers unions too. And so he did that. And then uh, I think really uh, righteously, although very scriptedly, as Moynihan pointed out accurately before, a lot of adverbs, sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, going after Biden for saying, ah, I don't know, marijuana is a gateway drug, where's my teeth? Um, and pointing out. Uh, <laughs> that was, that's what he said. Rightfully. I just that, checked that
2: with the transcript, it's exactly, <laughs> what, he exactly what he said. Exactly
1: what he said. So he was great on that, on like actual styles. And I, 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 as we said before, like, I'm so happy that any Democrat. Uh, acknowledges even a tiny sense of limitations, or mm-hmm. we can't do everything mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I feel uh, gratified. However, that doesn't mean I like Cory Booker. Yeah, I still don't. Uh, so yeah, it's Yang Gang until he talks about government policy. Uh, Pete, I like. I know you hate mm-hmm. him, Camille, but I, I, I like him to a point. <laughs> Did I say uh, I hate him? Yeah, it was like implied. You. Yeah. Um and, Jamaican. and then probably <laughs> and probably that's that's I'm going to say that's, that's funny cuz it hurts. Really yeah. It's funny cuz it's totally true It's a 1000% true. That's funny cuz And hurts. then like maybe Bernie on the on the same like look, uh, I could still shoot uh the little uh, the, the 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 David Busters. Uh, <laughs> what the David Busters? <laughs> look the the, the the basketball hoop right in front of me. I am going to shoot that better than Moynihan My <laughs> shoulder articulation <laughs> is still pretty there good. There was
2: someone who commented somewhere that you do it better Bernie I than me and I think that they might be right that's the I only one I think they might be that's right I think that I, I gotta sometimes I have to listen to him a few times to get to get the cadence back but you're, you're did pretty you, good
1: did you see the Bernie interviewing
2: Bernie it's pretty funny yeah, yeah. yeah. and that was put out by the campaign right I'm not sure. I think I it was. Know. I think it was put was up. By the, I think it was put up by the campaign. That was good of them. Which exactly? It's like I, I, I like. That's another thing that I like about no, them. You, I know you like mine. No, I. I wrote the meanest piece about Bernie Sanders that got me fucking hate like crazy. Yeah. and I stick by it. But I, I like the fact that they're not doing boring, like standing in a wheat field with an American flag and an Eagle comes down and lifts the cannon up and drops it in the white house or something. It's like him, like sitting with a guy who looks like him and he's like, yeah. Oh, who are you? And it's like, that's the whole thing. And he's like, I'm Bernie. And the whole thing goes back and forth and it's pretty funny. And yeah. like, great. I mean, it's, it's better than Willie Horton. <laughs>
1: I, I, um, who do you like? Yeah. Camille. Well, it's like on the a personal debates, level
2: in the debates, I'll say that you
0: know, that <laughs> moment where Tulsi and Mayor Pete got into it was my favorite moment in the debate. Um, Where she uh, I think she flamed him like when she pointed out that he was willing to to dispatch U.S. military personnel to work at the to to... listen, it's true that we do have a security partnership and that we do occasionally have U.S. troops doing things in coordination with the government of Mexico to try and fight cartels. The fact that he wants to continue that policy, I think, is worth highlighting. The fact that he perhaps might want to send more u s military personnel to go do this you is be worth running highlighting It'd be pretty good he's wrong for that it's bad it's not good it's not bold outside of the box thinking, and quite frankly, to the extent he thinks that's a good idea, she should highlight the shit out of it, and it's bad him trying to turn that suggesting that well no one is saying that we should invade Mexico. You know what, Mayor Pete? You may not have a lot of Washington experience, but you certainly are good at Ooh. shoveling bullshit. Wow. Oh, I man. told you, you he him. Look at him. Up. What's up? You. And you know what? And you know what? Her response. When's your trip to go see Assad, Camille? When, 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 he, when she <laughs> When she defended herself from the Assad criticism, yeah. she's right. We do have to talk to bad motherfucking people. We do. Yeah. We talk to the Chinese. We, we are shouldn't actively be the Hawaiian we're congressman. We're actively, n- not her, necessarily. Fre- freelancing. But, but, but. <laughs> We're talking to the Chinese government. The Chinese government Red is Chinese. bad. Red they, are ba- they have concentration camps. They are, they are arresting en masse kids who are protesting on college campuses. And yeah. Some of them are violent and they're actually using weapons against police officers who are occasionally murdering kids, shooting them at point blank range in the street. There's a video of it. And we're doing business with the Chinese. Right, Chinese. Why can't we talk to bad people? You could talk to them if you could shoot them. Mm -mm. Stupid as hell. So Mayor Pete is wrong for that. And that being like the only that and um, Kamala Harris is uh, going after Tulsi. I thought Tulsi did good. I like Cruella.
2: I like her. Mm. Do you like Tulsi? You, the like, you like that hair. Because the hair yeah. is the cool color to You like, uh, yeah. is, what you like, what about Fiona Hill? Do you like Tulsi Tel- <laughs> Tel- Tel- and Jeez. Fiona Hill together? <laughs> oh, I, I just got to chill. Oh, <laughs> oh God. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woo. It's it's so so cross- I, I so Camille in the commercial breaks, when we were filming he was watching Tulsi work out the I was like, dude, what are you doing? And he's like, nothing. I'm just trying to get in shape. And I'm like, and he's sitting like, on a chair, literally snorting Adderall. What is it? Yeah. You know who else? Globeshire. Club, uh, Yeah. She's shaking but a lot. Though, why was she shaking kid. Stevens? She's I don't been want like us to engage
1: while.
0: in any sort of speculation. No, about no. Her no health.
1: She's, she, yeah, is she just she, nervous? She shakes a little bit. I, I think I think she has the thing that, you know, people get a little shaky. That's and a problem.
2: It is for her, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, it's funny that all of this stuff, that, you know, of course, the impeachment hearings overshadow the Democratic debate, overshadows a lot of things. And when you're talking about the health thing, including the fact that Donald Trump, like, mysteriously took a visit to Walter Reed, yeah, that yeah. has not been adequately explained by you know, the I'm, White has?
0: I, I liked his Fox and Friends explanation. It sounds totally plausible to me. He had three hours in his day. And he just took the motorcade over the Walter yeah, Reed. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and, you yeah. know, yeah.
2: why not knock out half of your physical? Sure, that's what he makes sense, sense to me. He, wasn't there a video of him like wobbling towards a car? I didn't see that. Does, did, does, does he still, that, still have? I don't know. There was some video. I thought. Does he thought. still have that doctor? <laughs> I haven't seen it. That's by the way. Hillary video. Actually.
1: No, I know, but I thought there was a a Trump version. I don't remember. He told me about. No, no, I think. You're right. Yeah. But does he still have the personal doctor who looks like he was the Eagles? Oh, engineer Dr. Vinnie
2: Boombats? Yeah. For the uh, yeah. Eagles yeah, in exactly. 1978 <laughs> for the long run? Yeah, that was a that. Oh, yeah, that's right. And he had like some Greek name or something. It was that like, he was yeah. like this incredible, hilarious guy. He they gave thing? him like a clean bill of
1: health. Yeah, I no, know what no, he, he said he was the most fit. His most fit president, president ever. ever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was Teddy Roosevelt, oh, go go that, fuck He, yourself. Of he was all like of, Dr.
0: Nick. Of all of Trump's bullshit lies. He was most healthy
2: between him and Taft. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but uh, the part the thing I like best about the the Trump Walter Reed story <laughs> is when he responds by saying, "You know, oh, yeah, I get there he is. I get back to the house oh, in Melania. So it rushes over to me and she says, "Darling, <laughs> what I, are you okay?" Never happened. I think it did happen. Never happened. I think it did happen. You know she what? She literally think? doesn't even live in America I anymore. Think, <laughs> I think
2: what Melania she owns she has like a croissant stand I
0: in Ljubljana. I think what Melania and Donald have is real, Dude. real. I'm I'm crossing my fingers. Like I'm Camille and Fiona suggestive. Hill real? No, like, like Kim and Kanye real? Right. Like real?
2: You know, it's funny real. because when I see them in public together, I just see love.
1: <laughs> I see people like
2: like, hey guys, you're in public. Stop what you're doing because it's gross. That's never, I've never had that thought in my life. She's just like, what the fuck did I do? What a horrible mistake. It was like, I thought I was getting some money in like a gold-plated living room. And then I got this. Jesus. What a disaster. She probably wishes communism was back. Oh, my gosh. What well, are we we've, we've covered a lot of ground Oh um, we, let's cover one last thing about Patreon. Uh, Patreon. But, but come on yeah. yes. oh, yeah, yeah. well
0: I want to go there but can I just say what Colin Kaepernick?
2: No oh, God no I just, no, no, I just say, no. no you right. redlined that we gotta we,
0: we mix that out yeah but, yeah I mean, I'm just gonna cut out the part where you guys said no Colin Kaepernick Can <laughs> no. I just say briefly just briefly Jesus <laughs> I feel I don't feel vindicated. I was always right about this <laughs> but him you should have rhymed that him
2: totally feel vindicated. I feel expropriated, <laughs> Michael Eric Dyson. Yes. <laughs> I was always right, and he proved he
0: proved my he proved my being right. I don't know that Stephen A. Smith doesn't manage to get this right, despite the fact that he's uh, just reaping the whirlwind for criticizing Colin. Um, but it is totally stupid to not show up for a, a, an NFL scheduled and coordinated workout where every single team pretty much is represented and is prepared to watch you play and to see if you're any damn good. Didn't we have to sign, sign some weird ass where wai- he wasn't, it wasn't that? particularly weird. Was and, and more than that, that more than that, to the extent, to the extent you object contracts? to the extent you object to that document, you don't wait until an hour and a half or 45 minutes before the training is supposed to start to inform everyone that you have another facility 90 minutes away that everyone needs to come to in order for you to throw the ball to people that you like my <laughs> it is insane <laughs> my policy is totally to like, yeah. it's totally insane an and then you decision, show up yeah. and then you show up in a Kunta Kinte t-shirt oh mm. man it's pretty great but it's kind of appropriate because he He's a totally silly circus clown. He's a self-important ass who perhaps advocates for things because he genuinely cares about them, but is on a whole fairly ignorant when it comes to the material substance of those issues and is generally a very poor spokesperson for those same issues and will probably never play in the National Football League. And I'm not one for making projections, but why would you want someone like that on your team? Who, who scuttles themselves in that way and is a constant distraction? It, the one maybe, thing I would say maybe is, there was some coordinated effort on the part of the NFL to keep maybe, him out of the league. Maybe, but but perhaps it's just the fact that he's kind of an asshole. And generally speaking, teams don't really like to have assholes in the locker room who aren't phenomenal. And ensure that you win. You deal with T.O. up to a point when he's the greatest receiver in the NFL, but even then, you shuffle his ass off if he's causing enough trouble in the locker room. I mean, Antonio
1: Brown is. Colin Kaepernick is a
0: distraction. And at the point that he was looking for a job in the NFL, he would have probably been second string on most teams. And the last thing you want as an NFL coach or team is every single day after the game. For everybody to be rushing to talk to your second string quarterback about the latest controversy of the day, it's it's a distraction. That's not how you win. No one runs their business by hiring people like that. I would generally speak. So while not sharing Camille's right again, your vitriol scoreboard.
1: or your uh your your assessment of your own rightness, um, that it's always, I think, uh, tricky to the point of. Don't even go there of trying to assess internal uh, labor management disputes that are – that you don't know of. True facts. Right? True facts. I totally agree that when you have a replacement-level quarterback, which he was – or replacement level, whatever, in professional sports. Um, if that person is going to be controversial, um, then it's a pretty easy call. I don't want that person on my team. I That also makes me respect the outspoken marginal athlete even more, not less, uh, because that means that they're willing to say this thing and do this thing, knowing that it's like when Jason Collins came out as the first Gabe. Player in the NBA, he did so when, like, uh, who really needs Jason Collins? No one really did. He played for about a half a season, I guess, or a season more, and then he was gone. That actually made it more brave of uh, a thing to come out with, uh, I thought. Which is a, a category difference, of course, than what Colin Kaepernick did. Mm-hmm. Whatever voodoo is happening with all the lawsuits with the NFL, this whole tryout seemed really bizarre to me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just don't presume. To know who was doing what, because it just it's it's remarkably opaque. Uh, I think that you can absolutely critique uh, the way that Kaepernick has engaged in his own critiques over the years and also worn his kind of the mantleship of uh, or the mantle of leadership uh, on a bunch of issues in which he's not particularly well suited to do. But I have no idea whether how he comported himself last week, whatever week it was, was good or bad.
0: I can tell you it was objectively bad.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's it's a hard one to end the show on. Yeah. Because we don't have to end lot. the show
0: on that. We can end the show by talking about the incredible response. Holy cow. To yeah. the Patreon that was just launched. And and really, I would say somewhat soft launched. Like we mentioned it soft at the, launched, the very yeah. end of the last podcast. I think there, that yeah. one hand tweeted about it um, because he's a money hungry monster. Um, and, I mean, I, or, 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 or
2: because we've been talking about and, it for six months, I've done it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and I've yeah. probably
0: retweeted something, but, but genuinely, we're genuinely touched by the outpouring of support and the, the number of people who've sent like, really great notes. I, I yeah. find it bizarre genuinely bizarre not that you're interested in what we have to say because we're we are very good at this (laughs) super interesting funny smart well-informed we have phenomenal guests so much effort goes into making this thing a thing but i'm impressed by the fact that you people aren't content to just get greatness for free you actually want to support it with your monies not all of you assholes there are yeah. so many of us, so many of you scumbags who've downloaded this, <laughs> so many. who are listening wow. to my amazing voice right now, and have never given us a penny. Do, do you know
2: what I call those? People? You know what you, do you do what do? Tier
0: They are That's true.
2: Stealing. It's true. Stealing it. Mooch. It's true.
0: Stop stealing my intellectual property. Could someone Stop play that Arms it? of an Angel song right now. <laughs> right now. Right now, you have an opportunity. Actually, but, yeah. you but know what? Camille, Play the music that they played at Kanye's Sunday service this past week when Camille, they were passing the offering bowl around. Camille, you I'm, have not, an opportunity I'm never giving you involved. a pill
2: again, by the way. Camille, <laughs> I'm pointing at you right now. Camille. Yeah. I want to also point out um, for those um, uh, thieves mm-hmm. uh, who, have, who haven't subscribed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fine. You don't have to do that. It's fine. No, mm-hmm. I mean, I. Judge you, I think that you're not like the best person in the world. Yeah. That you are the type of person who might go like, yeah. on a junket to see Assad. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's fine, totally up to you. But you're Says
1: the guy who went on a junket to see Qaddafi. Go on, <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. Oh, shit, Yeah. <laughs> that was a anyway. great, great article. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Great country, by the way. Lovely yeah. place. Yeah. Um, i got a watch. i got a Qaddafi watch. Um, <laughs> that we, we, we should clarify, though, that people give us their money because we've been doing this for a number of years now, and it does cost money to do, and it's True. a lot of time True. and a lot of money to do it. Um, and we really appreciate the offset of that. But it's also important to point out that We have done in the first week um, posted stuff that will be specific to the Patreon. It's true. Early released um, the, the Errol Morris interview, Mm -hmm. the America's great, greatest documentarian. Mm -hmm. And it's a great, fun, prickly interview. Um, You also
0: promised, promised some things in the,
2: in the Patreon only release that Uh,
0: we'll be dropping this coming week.
2: Yeah. And so we dropped a Patreon only release Mm -hmm. only for people that are, and that can't second, even, can't second even, tier. Can't even talk about what's in it. Yeah, I don't even know what's in it, but we, it was just Camille it. and I talking, but it was fun. It was oh so God. great. And uh, we got some great feedback. We do like it. It's like, just stop talking about politics and <laughs> just talk about, you know. Don't favorite, tell him what we talked about. You no, know, talk, Camille talks about it for 25 minutes, about his favorite episode of Facts of Life. <laughs> <laughs> and what happened when Tootie got home late uh, past her curfew. Uh, there's, uh, so we did that. for. <laughs> there's uh, there's that episode, mm-hmm. which is just for uh, subscribers. We're going to be doing more of those, by mm-hmm. the way. Um, and there's a lot of stuff that we have produced that has not seen the light of day that we will be rolling out in the uh, coming weeks uh, for people who have been so amazingly generous. And um, I can't express how thankful I am and I know how everybody here is and we are. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of messages, a mm-hmm. lot, a lot of messages. And I've tried to... um Respond to some of them, mm-hmm. and I know that we'll be we'll all be doing that at some Nin- point. Ninety
0: nine percent of those responses on Patreon have come from Moynihan directly. So, uh, yeah, yeah. so you know yeah. so all the typos are his
2: number. well when somebody <laughs> says hey can you get me a PDF copy of the uh, Northern Irish book Lost Lives I know it's addressed to me <laughs> so, um, and you're not en- engaged in copyright infringement so you won't send those no I didn't I would never do that no I sent it and it didn't I didn't work the we transfer didn't work I had to send it to him again <laughs> but I wouldn't that's why it didn't work because it was yeah. a copyright yes. violation yeah. but yeah the people people have been amazing mm-hmm. and uh, we appreciate your support and we hope uh, for more of it and the m- the more support we get the more likely we are to piss off out of new york and do um some shows somewhere yeah. else
0: i really i just i wanted to hum softly while you were doing that because i've never been able to do that at church during the altar call it's the music starts you yeah. know and it starts really low and then you hear fred hammond come in and, and he's just talking <laughs> <laughs> and the music starts I was like, do you have a and the choir is just going mm. oh and you can't help but get involved and you can't help but reach for can your I wallet. can i get a donation and you got an arm in the air Oh, <laughs> if you start <laughs> talking
1: about the second Armageddon. Oh. The Rome and Washington collide. Camille, we're losing we're money. In the evil of the Catholic Church. We're losing money. <laughs> Kanye's
0: album. Dude. Kanye's oh. album. Oh no. Kanye's Dude. album Dude. has oh, done goodbye. so Dude. well on, bo- on Billboard. Do gotta, I think that we should have a conversation rehab. about what we. It's too much on this. Podcast. You're on so many drugs right now. It's crazy.
2: <laughs> How many milligrams was that? <laughs> it was enough that you should never do it again. It was. It was. You should give us money in the Patreon to get Camille into rehab <laughs> in like Malibu, where he's like sitting next to like a, a member of Full House or something. Thing. No no
0: weapon formed against me will prosper. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: We, we, we know
1: of new methods of attack. The Trojan